Let's go. Go, go, go. Excuse me. Oh, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I am Arizona Verse. Yeah. He is Soul Popo. What's and this is. Yo, the Arizona Soul Podcast. What episode we on? We are on episode two oh six or something like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of episodes out there, so we're just gonna start over uh, with Arizona Soul series starting in the two hundreds because there's hundreds upon hundreds of episodes out there, and so uh, yeah, we'll just we'll keep it moving like that. And uh, in case you guys weren't aware of that, you can make sure that you subscribe to the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio to find all of those previous episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Arizona Soul Pod. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Arizona Soul Podcast. Um, fuck Tumblr. I, I I gave up on Tumblr. Uh, oh, because they gave up on the nudes. They gave up on the nudes, so I gave up on them. I'm just <laughs> hey, just keeping it a button. You quit giving us the pussy. We gonna quit giving a fuck. <laughs> and then make sure that y'all head over to Arizona Soul Podcast.com where you can find all those links for those watching right now on the live stream. Uh, you can see uh, we got the home page, uh, episodes, pop culture, hip hop news, comic book news, uh, movies, sports, video game news. We got current events, world events, politics, science, technology, what the fuck news, randomness, all kinds of lovely stuff. Um, you can catch every single segment right over here. And also, if you scroll down the bottom, we have uh, the RSS feed for the SoundCloud page. You can check out our recent tweets and our recent, uh, recent Instagram. Shout out to uh, Amber Rose, uh, Snow to Product. Uh, who else is this? Uh, Nyla. Um, Who's that? Little Debbie. Uh, Cel- what's Celeste. What's her name? Celeste? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah t- yeah. Tiffany, a.k.a. Celeste. You dig and uh, the lovely, lovely Yannette Garcia. So uh, yeah, make sure y'all head over to the head over to uh, the website where again y'all could uh, make sure y'all catch everything that is Arizona Soul. And while you're at it, pick up that phone, call us four eight zero five eight eight four six eight eight. That's right, four eight zero five eight eight four six eight eight. We want to know what's on your mind. Um, if you got articles, uh, topics, anything, or whatever you could. Uh, drop a voicemail over there, and uh, we possibly play it on the show, as long as it's that hot fire. Yo, and I hate to call this out here in, in the very beginning of the episode, but I imagine that we would have a very interesting, um, not typecast, but a certain demographic that would listen to us because they so quiet. And I thought everybody on the internet just, like, talks shit and, like, leaves all these rude-ass comments, but, like, we haven't had that. <laughs> so we know people are listening because we can see the numbers. But, yeah, yeah the, the the numbers are there, but the the fan base isn't that uh, vocal, and I think it's because you we're all a bunch uh, of fucking we you you get the fan base that is similar to you, and we are recluse, and so the majority <laughs> of our fan base, yeah, they're they're recluse. <laughs> uh, see, don't think that we don't love you though; we really do. Yeah, you know yes, and then uh, shouts out to uh, the. Quick shout out to the Instagram followers. Uh, y'all are lovely. We get a lot of uh, traction over on Instagram. Uh, shouts out to the Facebook fan page. Uh, the fan page is actually, it's over 4,000 people that uh, follow us on the Facebook uh, fan page. Yo. And um, I'm always keeping the uh, should have never gave you niggas internet uh, <laughs> meme section uh, going. And uh, it's it, it's popping. It's popping. And uh, yeah, the fans are uh, super vocal over there, and uh, yeah, we we have a good time over there. So make sure again, y'all like the Facebook fan page, uh, Arizona Soul Podcast. Yeah, we're at four thousand two hundred nineteen likes, and uh, we have a good time over there. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, we having a good time just recording in general, and I think that's hoping that doesn't get lost upon people hearing this, because I know my girl she had uh, she'd ask me she's like, doesn't doesn't verse just like hate your guts? And I'm like, well, fuck, I, I would hope not. And then she's like, well, you just say such hurtful things, and apparently I can't say one sentence to her without offending. So I don't know if that translates the same to you, brother. No, and it's hilarious because uh, it's the same way with uh, me and Skips. Like uh, me and Skips, like I said, we're we're at a a, a good point in our relationship. But uh, it, t- it took a lot of years for her to understand that uh, I mean no offense with my assholeness at times. I I and it's it's hilarious because there's been a couple times when uh, she's been and she's been like, can you just say one nice thing? And my brain doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, Jim and I, we only know how to say rude shit at times. And and I apologize. And like, I, I don't mean offense by it. It's just it's 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 just the nature of <laughs> the sharp tonguedness. So, uh, yeah, so it's funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, we keep it a buck, man. We all we all and same thing with Papo, with you and with me. Yeah, we keep it a buck. Always keep it one on it. So try to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yo, actually, uh, what is your girl's sign? What's her sign? She's a Leo, which is not something I'm supposed to be getting along with, and it, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> it makes perfect it's, sense. Like, if it's right and it's hilarious because it's the same thing. Because uh, Skips is a Capricorn, just like you're a Capricorn, and uh, that's the same thing too. Is that normally yeah, Gemini's and Capricorns don't rock well because Gemini's are super sharp tongue. We we say rude shit, and uh, Capricorns take a lot of things personal. And so yeah. <laughs> there, Bro. there is there's always a lot of that going on or whatever. And so, uh, yeah. It's, it's What's so hard. funny about that is that it's, it's besides it being mad true. I mean, I guess the fact that it's mad true is that and me myself, I'm pretty thick skinned as I am thick in general. And <laughs> what's, what's mad crazy about the fact that I do get easily offended. I offend like nobody's business according to what the whole world tells me. And legit, I get so fucking butthurt. I don't show it. At least I try not to. I, I, I never try to lash out, especially, you know, right off the tops. But, like, you have no idea, like, how many times I intake information and, and, I, and I take it as a fuck you or I, I take it as a, you know, insert your favorite racial slur. And I take it like that. And then I think it just sits in me like this. So maybe it stews. And maybe that's what allows me to fucking to regurgitate and, and volcano a splooge of uh, of just hatred that kind of comes pouring out because of all the offenses I take from a simple <laughs> hello or lack thereof. No, so and that's the reason why I pick on Capricorns because you're a Capricorn, Skips is a Capricorn, uh, her sister is a Capricorn, and her sister's boyfriend is a Capricorn. And I pick on all of y'all because a lot of times something will happen and just like, you know, your girl joked about, you know, oh, Verse probably hates you or whatever. <laughs> I, I joke with Capricorn Capricorns all the time or whatever because it'll be the slightest thing and they'll think that oh oh Gary don't like me or Gary's mad no Capricorns take things personal it's never personal <laughs> right <laughs> it's hilarious but I also I mean I I I I'm the same way because even though I'm a Gemini I'm on the very last day of Gemini which means that I got some cancer tendencies in me and I'm the same way I'm I'm, I'm, what I like I'm about very you. sensitive I'm very sensitive but you know I got you know that Gemini that cancer in me so you know what's funny too well 
yeah, I'm, I don't want to be revealing too much. So, so someone very close to my life is a Gemini, so I feel like, well, they were when they were around. So I think that, that's what makes me gravitate towards you. Y'all actually share the same birthday. I don't know if I, I probably mentioned it a long time before. Oh, if I don't if know remember. if the same birthday, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, to the day. So I, I think. No, 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 no. I forget. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. We back into the episode. <laughs> now, it's actually funny because I was going to uh, start uh, with the government shutdown. Like, we... On my end, at least, we got a very serious show. That's the reason why the end is nigh. Um, it seems to happen every year in December. Like, things get super serious. And um, I was going to start with the government shutdown, but we started talking about uh, uh, being We're offended, about offensiveness, Trump. and so on and so forth. And um, I do got to play a quick Trump. clip, and we could we can kind of get into this a little bit. I was going to okay. try to avoid talking about this on the show for now. I was going to wait till more information came out, but fuck it. Uh, live podcast experience. Um, did you see the trouble that um, I guess you can say Chris Rock got into this weekend on Twitter? Comedian Chris Rock? Comedian Chris Rock has been trending for the past like 48 hours because of a clip from 2011 that leaked. This is a real life. No, I have not. You know what? It's about time that Chris Rock got some attention because Tambourine Man didn't do dick on the sales charts. And I enjoyed it, but I loved it, bro. He's the only one that talks about like divorce in a real last fucking way. Yes, and that's the reason why a lot of people may not know this, but like, so I'm I'm super big on comedy, um, and I will say at least right now, I do think. I do think Chris Rock's my favorite comedian. I think Above Dave Chappelle, Chappelle is like a close second to me. Ooh. Like he, if Dave Chappelle has another one of the years, like he did when he dropped those four Netflix specials, if he does that like one more time, then Dave Chappelle's probably my favorite comedian of all time. But as of right now, it's Chris Rock. Cause I've rocked with Chris Rock since the nineties. Um, and the champagne room and having no sex in the champagne room all the way back to when we couldn't set the champagne some room. Like I mean, I've, I've been rocking with Chris Rock for like a long time. So I'm a big fan of his. So I say all that to say this, that this clip did come out and this is a clip from 2011. Um, and um, I'll play the audio here. I'll, I'll clean it up. I'll, I'll edit this on the video, make it look a little nicer. But uh, so yeah, this is uh, Chris Rock, Louis CK, Jerry Seinfeld and Ricky Gervasis. And uh, this is a clip from some comedy thing they did where all four of them were sitting around talking we got a black a jew a catholic former and a fucking uh, what do they call when they don't believe in god oh an atheist an yeah. atheist yeah okay. sounds so like a when good, all uh, when when all four of them walk into a bar you know something's uh <laughs> sounds to happen but uh so yeah so people are outraged because uh louis ck very openly was using the n-word hard r yeah he and does. Chris, as he does in his stand-up comedy, and Chris was not offended by it. And out of all people, uh, Jerry Seinfeld turned out to be the voice of reason for black issues and white people or non-black people using the N-word. So I'm going to play Can I give it up word. to the Jews on this one? <laughs> He's the blackest white guy I well, fucking know. And, I'm, and then all the, the negative things we think about black people, this fucker. You're saying I'm a nigger. Yes, you are the niggerest fucking white man <laughs> I have ever. Oh, amazing. I, I don't think he, he could do that. Oh, what? Uh, I don't think he has those qualities. Two, you, I, I, I mean... No, you don't even understand. Really? You don't you don't really know him like I've worked with him. No, like you're a bit about uh, I wouldn't use it anywhere. No, exactly. These two these two We say nigger on stage. On stage. (laughs) 
you guys don't. That's a, yeah. yeah that's interesting two teams that's here. That's the difference that's between like yeah. That's right. That's right. We say nigger on stage, you guys don't. But that's definitely a pairing. Who, who we says say, nigger on stage? We don't. Well, you just you, did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. You and me say no, nigger no, in not, private. No, no. These two guys. <laughs> <laughs> these two guys don't. I don't believe he says it in private. I'm much. giving it up just because it's play. I don't believe it's. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've ever said it probably in your life. No, I don't never. Think, no. Yeah, that's it. That's the huge difference between you and me. I think. Well, you have said you found the humor of it. Yeah. I haven't found it. Right. Nor do I seek it. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld, the voice of reason. Nor do I, I don't seek find it. the humor in that word, nor do I seek it. And uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of telling things in that clip. Uh, one thing that was funny was how uh, Louis C.K., he was very quick. He was throwing it out there like nobody's business. Nigger, 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 nigger. You got one in there. You proved I, it. I thought it was a Quentin Tarantino movie for a second. How many N-words he was using. I, yeah. <laughs> now, the thing, though, that I thought was telling was how Ricky Gervais was like, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, I don't, I don't use that word on stage. And then uh, Louis C.K. joked about how him and Ricky Gervais say it in private. And then Ricky Gervais went on and said, the n-word hard r and then jerry seinfeld even pointed out there you go you just said it like <laughs> seinfeld is the only one sitting over here like y'all are wilding right now so <laughs> unfortunately and so so my my take on the whole thing or whatever because i am someone too who and i guess i would say it, it comes down to my gnostic beliefs that this world isn't real this is a temporary plane we're here for 70 to 100 years and then you evaporate to something else and billions upon trillions of years we're just floating off in the ether of space and all that so i i i don't hold a lot of weight in a lot of things so like i it is jarring to hear that that white man you know drop the hard r but um chris rock and louis ck have known each other for a long time so i don't know their relationship and then louis ck as you stated previously he uses that on stage now have i found his hard r jokes funny i can't say that one has caught my attention that made me laugh but you know at least no one i could i could bother to remember to repeat other than that he used the hard r yeah, and it just I've I've heard a couple of his jokes where he's used it, and neither one of them made me laugh because it's just it's weird a white guy getting up trying to make money off of using N word, but that's and it's not usually him kind of still getting kicks off of being ha having the gullet to say the word because so that's always the joke is what I can't say nigger like it, that's exactly. always exactly. And so, uh, and so no, so uh, again, like I know Chris and Louis C.K. go back to like, like the Pootie Tang movie, like they've been rocking with each other for a long time and all that. And um, the thing, the only thing I was saying, the reason why I wasn't going to bring this up just yet is so I haven't seen that documentary, whatever they did. So I'm imagining they sat down and had a conversation for at least an hour. And, Wait, that's a documentary. It came from a documentary. It's it was something called like Talking Funny or something like that. It was I don't know if it was on HBO. Uh, maybe somebody could chime in, let us know. But uh, it was uh, some something they did on HBO where the four of them were just sitting down talking about comedy or whatever. And um, the thing that I just take out of it is that uh, that was more than likely an hour long segment thing, uh, right. maybe longer. And the internet is getting outraged, which in that in that clip that isolated clip right there does look bad but we're getting upset over an 80 second clip of an hour-long conversation and that's mm -hmm. one of my concerns always is that we live in a sound bite sound clip generation 
where we read the headline and get outraged. We hear a sound clip, we get outraged. Like, I need to know the entirety of that whole conversation. I need to know what happened before that clip and what happened after that clip. Also, I have to understand the the relationship between Louis C.K. and uh, Chris Rock before I pull his his, his black card because that was the thing Chris Rock got traded overnight they traded him to I don't know probably the Jews because they're trying to get Jerry Seinfeld over in the <laughs> the uh the black uh race delegation and so uh I can't cancel well, Chris Rock overnight well, you, I can't you know it. what though if we're talking about canceling and whatnot cards did Seinfeld not have that for a good minute because I feel like Wale gave it to him right off the top so when we saw him on that that one mixtape the uh, yeah mixtape about or nothing. No, uh, the album the album about nothing yeah, so oh my bad, that makes the album. Now, but going back though to, to so Chris Rock is getting heat for this for seeming like uh, uh I mean to side giving the Louis C.K. the the pass. Yeah, that he let them sit there and hard R it up while the three of them laughed while Jerry Seinfeld was clearly uncomfortable with that conversation. And so a lot of people were like, Chris Rock should have said something. He should have took control of it. It doesn't make sense that the hard R word was thrown around so openly by two white men in front of a black man. And it took a Jewish man to be the voice of racial reasoning in that conversation. Is anybody saying that, like, are they calling Chris Rock a house nigga for, for, Oh uh, yeah. There was a lot oh, of yeah? coon this coon that. Okay. Yeah. It was a lot of, and now one thing, uh, there's a comedian that I follow. What's up? Chris Rock has done his time tour. He shouldn't have to abide to any, to any white man as far as if that was the case. Yeah. So if and, that were the case, uh, he's been in the game too deep to give it up to him. Fucking Lucy K should be licking dick right now for coming back from the fucking masturbation scandal. Bullshit. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's part of the reason why it looked so bad is because like Which when this clip came October, out, like, was up. It was a year ago in October because I remember oh, I got yeah. you know you know how Snapchat gives you those this time last year and it shows you like previous pictures. Well, I did a video of my baby swinging his dick in the camera. I don't know if you remember that one. That was a year ago in October. <laughs> so no, and I think that's part of the reason why there's uh, added controversy over this <clears throat> is because uh, the Louis C.K. shit that just happened recently, and so people have canceled Louis C.K. The Me Too movement has canceled Louis C.K. So this looks bad, and then like even I was reading through a lot of the comments to get everyone's scorching hot takes and i was seeing some people uh not knowing the timeline of when this happened you know some people were clarifying yeah this is back in 2011 when this clip that people were getting upset about happened and then uh one of uh, the comedians that i follow on twitter um anthony moore he had a good point um because he kind of retweeted it and he was like uh he was like yeah louis ck has been saying the n-word and all his stand-up specials uh you know his entire career he was like twitter just seems to have found out this weekend and so uh like this this i don't know and again in that isolated clip i understand in in that moment it looks bad for chris on the other side of it i don't live in a soundbite area i like to and that's why i want to see chris rock his response how he handles it or whatever and we'll take it from there but uh this yeah. is another, another good reason for you to watch the fucking episode because if you remember, because I haven't had HBO in how many years, but if there's one thing I can remember about HBO is that it's not TV, it's HBO. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, yeah exactly. That's the tagline. So, I mean, as far as, you know, being able to get you to want to hear it, I mean, motherfucker, I ain't, ain't going to get that, pay that $10 a month to get that fucking nap. I will wait for the whole damn thing to come out. But at the same time, that, that there's a time difference in that. We ain't got time for time, so we're going to just give you what we fucking think about right now. 
I can't tell you how many times I've gotten articles where I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about this. And then let's, let's say we don't do an episode. So then I'm, I'm left to do this, this big podcast. I, I'm in the middle of recording. I'm reading the motherfucking article. I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, I really got to do research better than this because to wait to the last minute to just give you my, my full on nonchalant things, it just don't make no sense. You can't expect every publication, every outlet to be able to kind of give it all to you. Like even in all the things that we say, we hope that you rock with it. We hope that it opens up your mind and we hope that you do some fucking Google searches. And if it, if it really tickles your asshole that much, I hope you don't trust everything that's on the very fucking first page because as much yeah. as we're thankful to Google, understand though, you know, you, you got to even Jacob question God and had to wrestle that motherfucker over a hill and get his fucking thigh popped out. You know what I'm saying? So like she's, yeah. she gets real like that, but I don't know where exactly you wanted to take the conversation of, of, of all the controversy in that, because I really do feel like we can, it, it's funny, I guess what side of the table you are, maybe it does become a matter of tax bracket or uh, social class because we can see one of these guys get rat rung into the mud and you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get our tiki torches, so to speak, and gather up every lynching mob around and they'll come and attack. But then we have things like the presidency where literally he can say all that he wants. We're in the middle of the slow ass impeachment process. And even then after one by one by one of these motherfuckers that get knocked down, don't you, does it not reach your mind at all? Is that he, they're going to probably get pardoned. Like it probably doesn't mean shit. Why the fuck has this happened near the end of the four years where and that is that is an interesting take. And, yeah, we can go right into politics because that is the very net super big thing going on. And That's all it is, is politics, really. Oh, it's politics as usual. Uh, now, so this is a super slow impeachment process, which to me is interesting because if I remember correctly, that was they the same on. thing when Clinton got impeached. It was going into like his it? last year before he finally got impeached. I think real quick. So he was slinging dick for a good while. I, mean, I don't remember exactly when it started popping up. Well, so yeah, I, it, it, I can't remember exactly how long it took, but I do remember it was like towards the tail end of his presidency was when he finally got impeached. So it seems like because at first when all this stuff started popping off in the very beginning, it was like, oh, man, Trump going to get impeached within like a year. And now we're coming up close to like year three. And it's like, man, maybe maybe like a month before his reign is over, mm -hmm. he's going to end up getting impeached. But. Yo, I laugh a lot because one of the things that I noticed, especially with the God bless you, and especially in the slow ass process, I'm wondering, are we just taking ancient day time frame? Which, mind you, there's fucking, there's a back in the day that I was ne luckily never around. We had to fucking wait for a message to be fucking sent, correlated, corresponded to, and then fucking mailed back to however long process it takes for a letter to travel to another fucking state. Now, here we can do this shit instantaneously, just as we're talking to each other right now. We're in two different locations. But, brother, it's just like, is if we're in the same fucking room kind of no, i think so, I, I think maybe. this impeachment process is uh going by a pigeon carrier fucking you know in. i think uh mueller is putting a note on the pigeon and then the pigeon's <laughs> flying over here dropping it off because you know someone else got real. it though you know birds aren't real so i think that that's <laughs> what's going on is that they're putting it on these pigeon drones and then they're passing these notes back and forth i, I, I think that's what's going on even then Motherfucking the drone can read it to you right from there. <laughs> <laughs> There's technology, people. Just use it. Yeah, Just use we it. Don't, we don't want it to get hacked. No, uh, yo, what? Uh, I don't even know where to start with the Trump. Trump get me balls so, so badly. And at the very same time, what? Yeah. Oh no, no. I was, go ahead. 
I'll say at the very same time, like it, it only geeks me out so much that we live in such a shit show of a, of a thing to where it's like, motherfucker, you can't tell me this shit in Wild Wild West, son. You know what I'm saying? Like we have our little nooks and crevices where we can get fucked, fined, and you know what I'm saying, and in trouble. But other than that, like we can just do what the fuck you want if you you know a proper place for it. That's what it, that's what it geeks me to be out. Like this, honestly, last little thing I'll say, and I'll let you take range. When I was little. This doesn't sound real terrible because I'm telling you I'm become a person. But when I was little, uh, I wanted to become a lawyer. I, I didn't know about how long it would take, how expensive it would be, but I wanted to become a lawyer because somehow my little kid brain, we'll say six, seven, eight years old, I knew that when, when you become a lawyer, you get to become a judge. Judges are usually retired lawyers or something, right? And then I knew that every time I'd see a, a political figure, they were former judges and lawyers. I'm thinking, man, become a lawyer, become a judge, then I become a corrupt politician, and I get to own the world. Like, if I knew that as a kid— but again, still didn't have the resources to be like, yes, this is this this is the steps you take, and this is the things you got to do. Can you imagine those that that come from that blue blood money, bro? How much of a douchebag piece of shit they is? Because you could already smell the shit on the tip of my nose. But someone who with, that actually had the proper resources, my goodness, I'm rambling. <laughs> but no, that is that is exactly the fucking case. I mean, look at the fucking Trump family. But uh, yeah, we could start because, yeah, there's a lot of political stuff going on uh, right now. And the main thing is dun, 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 the government shut down. Yes, there's a partial <laughs> shutdown going on mean? right now. And there's no end in sight to shut down as the Senate goes home for Christmas. Now, for the people who are unaware of what exactly is going on. Shouts out to NPR. Um, the partial shutdown of the federal government that began just after midnight Saturday won't be ending anytime soon, according to NPR. Uh, the Senate has adjourned with no business in the chamber anticipated before Thursday afternoon, and maybe not even then, if per, uh, congressional leaders and President Trump can't reach an agreement over the president's demand for $5 billion in funding for his border wall. So yeah. this impeachment... Or excuse me, not impeachment. That's a Freudian slip. Uh, this government <laughs> shutdown is due to Trump asking for five billion dollars from the American public for this for this border wall. Now, so, there's a lot of irony in that um, because uh, we seem to be a uh, what is the term? We seem to be a culture with uh, amnesia or whatnot. Uh, Shouts out to Tim Ryan. I got another little quick audio clip. Uh, Tim Tim Ryan uh, talked about the absurdity of this shutdown and why this is absolutely ludicrous. And um, I will play this that here. This has been really interesting debate because our friends on the other side, Mr. Speaker, it's like they have amnesia and nothing happened before the election a couple years ago. All of these promises about a, a border wall were followed by the cheers and the chants of, and who's going to pay for that wall? And you remember all your fans would stand up and they, Mexico's going to pay for that wall. Who? Mexico. And here we are today getting ready to shut down the government over you asking the American taxpayer to pay for this border wall. And then some of you even used to say, are saying that, that we have hollow words that our words don't mean anything when this president is going back on the promise that he made. He said Mexico was going to pay for it. He said it at the rallies. He was in Ohio. He was in the swing states. And now he's going back on his word on that. 
and he just went back on his word where he promised the entire Senate he was going to support the continuing resolution, and you're calling us and saying our words are hollow? Are you kidding me? Now, look, I'm for border security. I'm for border security, but I'm not for a wall. You know what? I like cars, too. I'm for cars. I'm not for the Model T. I like planes. I don't want a glider that was designed and built by Wilbur Wright. I like my phone, but I don't want to go back and get the rotary dial out. You guys are living in the past. And this government is in chaos. It's in a free fall. The market's in a free fall. The staffing at the White House is in a free fall. The Secretary of Defense is gone. We're pulling out of Syria. What is going on? You are in charge of the House, Senate, and White House. Get a grip and learn how to govern the country. Oh, kicking that hot, hot, hot fire. Um, yeah, that's the that's the funniest part to me is that he won the election off of this wall that we're going to put up and Mexico's paying for it. And my how people forget two years later, it's like, no, y'all are going to pay for it. And his supporters are saying, yay, whatever you say. Yeah, that's what we're doing, Trump. Like, listen, he first of all, he won because of the rush. Oh, I can't hear you. No, yo. Check. Yo, oh, you check. Right, yo, let's, let's say first off the tops, he won because of the Russians. But as far <laughs> as as far as the 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 biggest bold faced lie that he told that got him on the Richter charts of oh he's going to be about some difference is the fact that he said Mexico's going to pay for something that yeah they don't want these motherfuckers to leave because that's a workforce right there that and it's not like they like they cradle you know citizens like they do in canada so it's not that we want to keep them but at the same time we don't want to fucking let them go either so there's a whole lot to miss with that so the fact that they would fucking build for some shit made no sense off the tops but the fact that there was a lie and that the people are still supporting them i think it, it took less than three days for a gofundme to reach two million at the time two, two three days before this recording i saw that it was already at 10 Yep. Or, so or eleven. So who the fuck knows how much has been since those past few days that people who went on a fucking GoFundMe to support? I mean, that's far from billions, but my nigga, eleven million. And the funniest part I saw about all that was when uh, someone was like, "Hold up, I thought all of Trump's uh, supporters were disenfranchised uh, white people." Right. Oh my goodness! How did y'all come up with ten million dollars in forty-eight hours if y'all are so fucking disenfranchised? <laughs> like, you you had to be on a bayou next to an oil fucking rig in order to have that kind of money. So again, you know. It, it's and, and mind you, one of the biggest things, and I think it was seen a lot in comedy where they talked about it's those silent Trump supporters that you got to fucking worry about. The, the ones that are being out loud talking all this shit, they're dumb. They is dumb. They is dumb as my voice reckons that they is dumb. So the ones that ain't saying nothing, Lord, who knows? Because honestly, okay, you look at Trump, and again, him being asinine, him being you know crazy, uh, off the cuff, and shooting from the hip, like he is of a certain bracket. And again, he yeah. makes these business decisions that again is, uh, you know, tripping everybody out. Like, like how the person earlier mentioned uh, pulling out of Syria, that's a big deal. You're yeah. talking getting out of the pockets that feed us 
again to appease those very same pockets because if you look at uh, uh syria and all the money that they invested into silicon valley and all the other little branches of technology around the states this motherfucker was in here swinging dick you know what i'm saying buying up shit so just how we were how we owe so much to china imagine how hard the dick goggling or or gagging is on these syrian niggas because they're the ones that are going to get us out that fucking debt supposedly right yeah you you would hope now you brought up the syrian thing and i found it interesting because now i think we're definitely at a point where some diehard trump supporters are starting to turn on trump and that's when you know it's getting bad for this presidency when some of the people who ignored everything that's been going on for all these years are starting to turn on them and uh got another lovely audio clip for you um did you see how Fox and friends turned on Sarah Huckabee during a recent uh, trip. <laughs> Yo, is this where someone had told the bitch to do her job? No, that was another one. That, that <laughs> one was the, do your job, Sarah. That was the man. That was hot fire. That yeah. was hot fire. But no, that was during the uh, White House uh, press briefing or whatever, where, you know, normally they talk for like an hour or however long they go. She was up there for like five minutes. It was like, yeah, I got to go. And so, yeah, so, so people the- got mad. So for those that don't know, Sarah Huckabee, she's the press secretary, right? So she's pretty much yes. the one who speaks to reporters. Yes. And so, uh, no, this was uh, – she went on Fox and Friends. And, that's supposed to be um, the homies right there. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's Trump's people. And um, she went on there, and they had a conversation about the uh, pulling all U.S. troops from Syria. And for the first time ever, uh, fucking Fox and Friends uh, weren't kissing Trump's ass. I, I thought this was hilarious. He's giving Russia a big win. Vladimir Putin praised him. He also is doing exactly what he criticized President Obama for doing. He said President Obama is the founder of ISIS. He just refounded ISIS because they got 30,000 men there and they're already striking back uh, with our uh, would-be evacuation. The president's got it. He's really uh, on the griddle with this. Brian, Brian, I I, uh, have to respectfully and vehemently disagree with you. The idea that the president has had anything to do with helping ISIS reemerge is absolutely outrageous. The president has put so much emphasis on rebuilding and making sure we have the strongest military on the face of the planet. If ISIS wants to pick a fight with somebody, they sure as heck don't want to pick one with Donald Trump because he will destroy them and defeat them. And he's made that extremely clear. We've wiped out 99% of ISIS in Syria. The president doesn't want to be in the middle of a civil war in the Middle East and continue to put American lives on the line. Words if are, we need to fight the ISIS the again, is the president's not said. afraid to do that. The, All right, Sarah, thank you so much. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. You're Merry welcome. Christmas, guys. Oh, the snake is starting to eat its tail. What is going on? When Fox and Friends, your homies that you get all your news from, turns on you, there's trouble in paradise. We'll see. All right, because they were so quick to again shut it down, and I guess that's good, right? That they that they knew. All right, this nigga just snapped at her. Uh, she she has to get raw raw with it. Because every time they get raw raw, their answers like how when she said, you know, gives you a Donald Trump statement. You know, I'm gonna end ISIS myself. You know, I'm gonna stick my dick in the butt plug of you know the, of this oil. So when, when that happens, I don't know. It was it's kind of I kind of I cringe a little bit just listen to it because I wish I could have seen their facial expressions and wondering if that motherfucker got any kind of uh, uh you know what i'm saying stern talking to yo for... that, that was the joke everybody was like just wait till monday when his ass get fired <laughs> <laughs> like there ain't another pretty face whiteboard and take your place 
Yo, it is crazy though. Um, and that's the whole thing that um, I think a lot of people who are anti-Trump has been trying to say. And like, there has been, I know there's a lot of people who have supported Trump that um, people have stopped fucking with them all together, like stop being friends with them and so on and so forth. And they're like, oh, I don't get it. Like, oh my God, you guys are willing to throw away, you know, a lifelong relationship. Oh, just because I voted for Trump, so on and so forth. The thing that I think a lot of these people are missing is that this isn't a left versus right thing. This isn't that the Democrats, oh man, Hillary didn't win. We didn't get a Democrat in office, so we're just going to be mad at y'all. No, Trump is a new breed. Uh, this is something that we've never seen before. This is bad. This is bad. This isn't a left versus right thing. This isn't a black versus white thing. This is a Trump is super bad for this country. And that's the issue <clears throat> that I think a lot of people have been having with people who are still supporting Trump, like, cause it started with a lot of us who were anti-Trump with the rallies. Um, I had saw a clip recently that was interesting on, um, I think it was on Tumblr before they, uh, you know, pulled the nudes, I was, you know, looking for the nudes, but I found me a nice little uh, Trump package, but, uh, they were showing, uh, the Trump rallies and they were showing, uh, you know, remember during all those rallies, you kept having black people getting kicked out and black people getting punched upside the head and yeah, old white people quick. saying, Oh, you know, we take them out back and kill them and all that. And they superimposed, they took all those Trump rallies and they mixed it in with the stuff that was happening at the civil rights movement. So they were showing videos from back in the 50s and then they were showing the stuff that was happening at the Trump alley, mm -hmm. uh, rallies and it was parallel what was going on. And so a lot of the issues started then when people were like, wait, you don't see how bad this is? Like if you can't see like he's demonizing all black, brown and um uh, you know, everyone who's not white, if you can't see that right. he's demonizing everyone that's not white, then maybe the issue is, is that deep down in your heart, you feel that way about all people who are not white. So that was the start of it. Then as time progressed, things kept getting worse. And remember, he lied about, oh, it was the biggest gathering ever for a president. And oh, we had the pictures and that wasn't the case. And then uh, all these people get keep getting fired and leaving. And then the affair with Stormy Daniels, but oh, it was okay. But like, it's it's been so much of that, that it's like, at this point, that's the reason why a lot of people are not fucking with Trump supporters, because it was like, you are really being just blind to what's going on. Because again, the thing that I always say is, what if Obama did half of this? Like Obama didn't do any of this and people still hate him because he was a fucking uh, what was it? He was a, a, a Muslim not from this country who uh, hated uh, white people and Michelle Obama uh, was transgender. Like, <laughs> Listen, like well, they hated Obama. Forearms. Yeah, over some forearms. No, but as far as uh, Obama, we could have give you we could have gotten a Wesley Snipes. We would have really hated the man then. Like, motherfuckers got off really light that he was more milk duddy than anything else. Like, motherfuckers, why are you so hateful? <laughs> we got we got Obama. We didn't we didn't get Tyrone from up the block. Like, we didn't get we didn't get we got a black man in office. We didn't get a nigga in office, but they were treating him like a nigga. And then now that's the thing with it over here with Trump. We didn't get a we didn't get a white person back in office. We got white trash in the office, and that's what? what we need. I don't give a fuck how much money Trump has. They are the Trump family. That's white trash. That is the epitome of fucking white trash. If they no. if they didn't inherit all that money, they'd be the fucking family over here in this trailer park smoking meth that you know everyone fucking hates. But they inherited money, so somehow they got their way into the fucking White House because that's all it takes in this country is money to get Yo. far.
I honestly feel like this motherfucker was just the right amount of puppet that that the banks needed. Because you know we know the big banks like the Goldman Sachs they they fund all of them and people let at least the the picture showed that it was Hillary uh, uh, Clinton that was siding more with that bank. Let's not forget that that those motherfuckers also were pretty heavy behind backing Obama because change twenty sixteen costs a whole lot to put on every fucking block. You know what I'm saying? So like for that to be let you know the force behind it. But on top of that, like you look at Trump and him knowing these people, these people in the business meetings, the ones that that you never see out in public. You got to think because he came from such old money that he would have been knowing these people and maybe that's another reason why they wanted they all went all in on funding to make sure that his ass won no matter what regardless of what resource we needed to make it happen to happen so that again once he's in there it don't fucking matter what kind of bullshit he's gonna get for the next people worry about eight years no even within the all we need is four y'all worried about eight all we need is this four because we're gonna get it regardless even this with so again what's scary and i think what people really don't realize about how bad it is to have trump in office is the fact that the little bit of time that he has in it it's just enough to open the doors. It don't take a burglar that fucking very long to get in, get it, all your shit. So if he can open up all the doors and all these other motherfuckers come and ransack it, imagine how much work can be done. I just saw a video on Worldstar of a man that robbed a Circle K within 10 seconds. He came in a Circle K, gun out, got the register, made it out within 10 seconds. So imagine what Trump could do in the White House in four years. Shit. Let's put it in better perspective. Uh, Verse, you recently had to help a family member move, and you told me in confidence, hopefully not in confidence, but you told me that you had to hire, wrangle up a whole bunch of Mexicans. How quickly did you get that shit moved? Allegedly. Allegedly happened. So what what time would you estimate that that would have taken? Allegedly, we got that shit done in like 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And allegedly... came from a a one-bedroom apartment or more? Oh no, the one bedroom. She got a gang of shit. Like it was damn. I'm because that was the whole thing. When I I allegedly went to uh, go talk to those people outside of uh, Home Depot, um, it was like I was like, oh yeah, I was like, she only take like uh, like an hour or whatever. And then we went and we started going. It was like, yo, this is a lot of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I say that to say that when you got to put in work and it don't fucking take very long, it it exceeds. You know what I'm saying? Got to oversell or under under. Undersell, over deliver, or vice versa. I don't forget the fucking way, and I'm I'm going off tangents again. But again, all he had to do was open up the doors. So yeah. for to to show how bad his guy and so quickly understanding it means something. And even though I know we grasp very hard onto our origins or that our come ups or again our beliefs and what color our God is, like truly, I feel like if that veil was taken off, like we'd be able to fucking accomplish so much because then we wouldn't get so starstruck or gazed or in awe when there's just one little the last little layer that we can't get over. Because sometimes that's yeah. all it takes. You know, I feel like you going back to talking shit about Capricorns. I'm so spoiled, and I feel like my God is so good to me, even though you know I'm not fucking living out in mansions and you know what I'm saying pouring champagne on bitches' booty hoes. Like I legit am so blessed that when something minor happens, first world problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel it's in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm already ready. I'm already throwing my flag up. Like I give up on life, all because I stepped on a fucking Lego. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I give up, God. Why must I suffer? <laughs> Why won't the Legos get picked up? <laughs> I don't these little motherfuckers listen to me God oh why oh, oh you know, why I, I wanted to laugh really quickly because one of the biggest uh, search terms in I guess of the year was the word justice or I think it might have been Webster's uh, Merriam-Webster's oh, word of the year definition something like that. Of, yeah yeah 
and justice for whatever reason kept on coming up. So I don't know if people are like these young people are like Googling, like, what does it mean that this is injustice or some shit like that? Unless people really fucking like that fighting game. Cause I, I ain't gonna lie. I got injustice Two ultimate edition. My nigga, the teenage Ninja turtles up in that bitch. It feels real good to whack the fuck out of Batman over the, you know, some of the face of the, with the skateboard. Anyways, um, Back to the word justice. It was the most searched term. So I'm wondering, so people really don't know what this fucking term means. And we had to Google shit. I ain't gonna lie. There's a lot of words that I hear throughout the day sometimes. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. If I'm quick enough, I Googles. And then I realize, holy shit, that, that word means that. So I can imagine, or it scares me to think that someone's searching the word justice, not knowing what the fuck it means, that they had to Google it. I agree. And... And again, it's and it's all linking back to, to Trump and just the, the things that he's doing because again, there's so many wrongs that are being televised. It 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 should it should inspire all the scum and all the shit in the world to be like, but again, anything is possible, you know. Does the damn thing. That's all I got on <laughs> Trump. Trump got my blood so, pressure up. It's it's so great to be able to have that. Uh, last little thing I want to kind of throw, I guess, to to go in with the justices. There was a woman, um, and it's in the show links if you want to read it. Uh, about a woman who climbed the Statue of Liberty. I totally forgot about this, or maybe you missed it because there's so many times that, especially during the Charleston shooting stuff, um, someone had climbed the flagpole and remember they got her ass in trouble well, there's another chick yeah that was Bree newsome she was uh i used her as a dedication when she shout, climbed up there shout out to her there's a girl, woman who did it and she's black i don't know what kind though and she had but she seemed like she might be from overseas oh, she yeah. I'm, I'm sorry the empire state building or statue or whatever a uh, statue of liberty i'm so sorry and she got found guilty and she was doing it in protest for my people who were, you know what I'm saying, getting held up on this wild nonsense. And it shows me that look, color didn't mean shit to this woman. It wasn't her people that, you know what I'm saying, that they were stopping. But she knows when shit is foul and shit is wrong and she protested the only way that we can, she didn't hurt nobody. She didn't, you know what I'm saying? But technically she broke a fucking law of some imaginary shit that, that we created. And she's getting hit with this. Yep. And so so I mean, God bless her. Uh, Miss, is it is it Therese Patricia? Uh, yes. yes. Oh yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but no, yeah. it's interesting because that reminds me of uh, recently Mark Lamont Hill from uh, CNN. Uh, was at the UN and had did a conversation uh, piece where he was talking about uh, free Palestine and so on and so forth, and he was saying free Palestine from the river from the river to the sea or something like that or wherever. And that got translated to Mark Lamont Hill was saying, kill all the Jewish people and destroyed Israel. And so he ended up getting fired uh, from CNN. And uh, he was recently on the breakfast club, kind of talking about that. And like you said, how she was fighting for the rights of, you know, uh, uh, immigrants or whatever. Uh, Mark Lamont was fighting on behalf of the, you know, Palestinians and all that. And, um, Oh, gracias. Uh, he was fighting on behalf of the Palestinians. And one of the things that he had said was that, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, man, why are you over there, uh, you know, fighting that fight over there for the Palestinians when we got all this going on, you know, with black people and how he explained, which I agree wholeheartedly. And that was the same thing with uh, not to toot my own horn. But back when I was a, a MC that went by the name of the adversity, I had yeah, a song called I got that record. <laughs> I had a I had a song called No Profits, Place for Minorities and No Place for Minorities came out after the SB 1070 law came out about uh, how they were going to uh, pull over Mexicans everywhere and ask for their papers to make sure that they weren't illegal. And I made a record 
about it or whatever, calling out the fucking government, Jane Brewer and uh, Sheriff Joe Powell. And I remember uh, one of my people, one of my boys was like, oh, man, why you, oh, the Mexicans going to love you. You trying to, you know, do this to get in with the Mexicans. I'm like, no, injustice to anyone is injustice to everyone. And that's the same thing Mark Lamont was saying. That's the reason why I'm fighting this Palestinian fight, because same thing. And injustice over there is injustice over here. We're all fighting the same white supremacy. That's what we're all fighting. And you got to you got to fight all of it. You can't just pick one section. Oh, I'm going to just fight this part. You got to fight for everyone. So if if any you got to stand up for blacks, you got to stand up for browns, you got to stand up for the gays, you got to stand up for the transgenders, you got to stand up for the Palestinians, you got to stand up for everyone because we're all fighting the same fight, which a lot of people don't want to admit. It's white supremacy. That's all of us are fighting white supremacy. And exactly if you want to call it that, it comes down to good versus evil. Because, because, like, and not to even get biblical, but you know, God, this God that we all believe in, the universal God, it's a God of love, right? A God, a God of understanding, not a God of killing and torture. And that's all this shit. So again, it clearly shows, no matter what you want to call it or or leave it to, it's good versus evil, good versus bad, and that's ultimately defined. But let me ask you something first, because 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 uh, I love you so much, and uh, me being the Bible thumb, they don't want to let go of that motherfucking book, no matter how raggedy or or dirty or how much shit it gets you into. Uh, <laughs> I always want to remember and throw out no matter how much you are agnostic and sometimes people can people can take agnostic agnostic. though because people always say agnostic it's not agnostic because agnostic is they're in the middle of god exists or not i'm gnostic i believe in god i just believe in god differently than all the rest of you. okay all right well then my apologies because again still shouts out to when you let when i still have the book for the gnostic christianity but again where it comes back to nobody wants to label labels and call yeshua you know jesus but um the very same essence. I again, thumper, 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 thumper. I, I go back to the people that don't know who really want to do some Googles about Mr. Arizona Verse. He went by God's prophet at a certain point, and yeah, woot woot. And I just I, for that, I'm never going to stop loving you. But I got to ask you a question. So we talk about fighting for these. I actually should have never dropped that name, but go ahead. He should have because it would it would have been ironic too. Uh, I don't know why the fuck I said that, but no. I, I the reason I, I mentioned this is because. I wanted to ask you, so with all these things and all these businesses that we kind of get into that ain't our business, us being in the series and out there, and then again, other countries out there too, because everybody wants, wants to colonize and have a piece of the puzzle, whatever, whatever um, stronghold and bully that they can bully. That's why Russia is such a big fucking flexor out there because it's closer to home. Is it our business to have been there in the first place for a third world country that, you know what I'm saying? Like when there's so many battles to fight at home, is it, smart for us to be out there in other people's business see and that's a tough one because um we get so much good from it from both sides yeah Yeah, there's like there's good and bad with it and we're kind of the world police whether we intentionally do it or not and there are certain things where we have the ability to fight certain fights that other people don't have the ability to right and it's, it's one what of those things. We kind of get off the top sometimes, but everyone does in war. Now, but the issue is, it's hard for us to fight certain fights because we don't understand the trickle down effect. And what I mean by that, so what's the big fight that we've been doing for the past, what, 10 years or whatever is ISIS. We've been fighting ISIS. And so I'm big on origins. I'm always big on the origins. So, okay, this is going on. Okay, let's go to the beginning. Let's start at the beginning, see how we got to here. So ISIS is the big bad wolf that, you know, we've been trying to take down for 10 years. So when did ISIS start? 
ISIS started after we took Saddam Hussein out of power. Saddam Hussein was a crazy motherfucker who made a lot of, you know, threats similar to like North Korea. Kim Jong-un made a lot of threats or whatever. He didn't always do everything that he claimed that he was going to do. Um, but he, at least in some crazy sense of it, kind of had control of the Middle East. Then you get him out of power. He and then what happens? Good. All these other groups start popping up or whatever, and then ISIS was born out of all that chaos. I say the same thing in Chicago. I remember um, there was a, a guy who used to be a cop in uh, Chicago. He grew up in Chicago. He was one of the cops or whatever, and um, I think he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and um, somehow, you know, what's going on in Chicago with all the gang violence came up, and he had explained how, well, he was like, the issue was was that there used to be a couple of, like, crime bosses in Chicago that kind of managed everything, and then the cops wow. came in they got rid of all those crime bosses and what you see now is there there's massive violence in chicago because there's no bosses there's no ogs out there and now they're all fighting for power out there so you have one of those things where uh you know they say if you cut off the head of the you cut off the head you kill the snake um the issue is is that we'll cut off the head but then that snake will grow multiple bodies and start spreading out and so that's what happened with isis out there in the middle east that's what happened in chicago and with all these gangs and all that and so it's one of those things where yes we do have to fight certain fights but then at the same time uh we have to truly understand the repercussions of the stuff that we do and we got to take ownership to that too like we can't keep acting like it's just the middle east getting all fucked up we can't keep acting like it's just mexico's just fucked up and all that no a lot of this sh- we're causing this <laughs> we're causing as many problems as we're fixing and we need to own up to that shit so i think i kind of see like playing uh is it called juno where you have like the stacks of blacks not the lincoln lugs but you know you the stacks yeah. of blacks or uh, cool. jenga 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 what the fuck am i talking about anyways uh, you take one little thing out and you could take you could be safe and take the one in the middle but nigga eventually all the middle shits get taken up so you're going to take one from the side and when you do that some shit's gonna fall you gotta account for the shit that's gonna fall and people might say oh well that ain't my responsibility that's true but that shit wouldn't have fallen if you didn't take that little fucking piece out. Exactly. So that's kind of how, how it. You can't pull that middle piece out. Django falls over, and you'd be like, "Them goddamn Middle Easterns." <laughs> middle, <laughs> like, no, you pulled the blocks. That was you, dog. That was you. <laughs> but I wouldn't have done this. See, uh, yeah. So I, I, that's uh, that's something that again leaves us fucking blundered and fucking questioning shit. Yeah. Well, some more a uh, little happier. Uh, notes uh yo did you see uh elon musk his uh latest invention if you will you check out his tunnel they've been talking about it so they they actually have it pictures out to the public oh yo yes or is so it still they, all concepts so no so it's still it's or it's out in the open now if you will and um they actually he was on something uh some news thing and uh they did a test of it and um so yeah, so it's a tunnel that is he's trying to use to fix the traffic issues in Southern California. Um, this is shouts out to LA Times says a billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk plan to help drivers escape traffic by sending car cars hurtling through dozens of skinny tunnels has caught the imagination of some Californians who are sick of gridlock but unwilling to give up their vehicles. But even if that could happen, does that mean it should? That's the question lingering around uh, Elon Musk's much much hype presentation this week, where he unveiled his first tunnel beneath the streets of Hawthorne. Um. And so, um, yeah, so it's uh, building layers. Yeah, it's one-way routes, uh, 12 feet in diameter. Now, you need an autonomous 
electric vehicle to go through this thing and it could get up to the speeds of like 150 miles per hour and someone did the math on twitter and uh elon was like yeah you're on the right page or whatever because to get the like this certain stretch that he had for the um the area or whatever you could essentially send one car every second through this little area oh, and shit. so yeah and, and so how far does it go in that one second so because well so they're going the car is going 150 miles per hour so however you divide do that math but basically okay. how they were breaking it down is that taking the normal street you could only get about 56 cars through in an hour down this stretch but with this tunnel you can get uh, it was something like fourteen hundred cars down that same area in that same amount of time. So fifty six taking the regular roads versus you can get fourteen hundred going through this tunnel. And so the thing, and I remember he had just talked about this when he was on the Joe Rogan show uh, a while back, is he was saying that you know we have this issue with traffic, and he's like the issue with traffic is that we're driving in two D environments. You can go forward, you can go left, right, like you can't go up, down, so on and so forth. So if you create these tunnels, then you turn the driving experience into a 3D thing. And he was like, you could have 10,000 levels of these things going down into the ground or whatever. And that would instantaneously remove all of the traffic issues because you're not just going two dimensional. Now you're going three dimensional. So now a whole lot more traffic can move at once. And um, so he started with this one. So people can get an idea what he's doing, but his plan is to do this all throughout California to eliminate traffic. And I think he's on to something. Now, the biggest issue is that you need a certain type of car to go through here. Or um, the other thing that he did say that uh, he's trying to do is turn into more public transportation. So just like how in New York, the majority of people in New York don't have cars. They all catch the subway in L.A. Instead of having a car, just you'd hop in one of these cars and travel from here and there to get to where you need to go. So I believe in Elon Musk, and um, I think he's on something. I'm just wondering how, because again, it, it is going to matter upon what kind of vehicle, unless they're going to make it to where we're going to have like a little autobahn, uh, you know, that we're going to have it in, in levels. How many, how many layers do you talk about um, doing multiple layers? Yeah. So right now they just have the one, but he said, um, he said something to the extent of you can go down like up to, I think it was like 10,000 feet or something in the ground. So he was like, there's a massive amount of layers of stuff that you can do with this thing. And um, so, yeah, so this is just the test tunnel. This is just the beginning of it. But um, he has big plans of there's a lot more that you can do with this. He just wanted to kind of unveil it um, because he, you know, this is the first step of it, if you will. But, um, yeah, so it, it'll get a lot deeper than this. As you see, like, this is the autonomous car, and then it, like, hooks up to your tire. And um, that's how it glides you through the thing at 150 miles per hour. So, like, any car can't just drive into this thing. Um, so obviously that's a safer route than having to make fucking cars flyable, you know? So we have that there. That was his exact point. Cause he was like, everyone keeps talking about flying cars and he was like, no, all you're going to have is traffic in the sky. now he was like, no, you turn the roads three dimensional. That's how you fix this. But I'm also wondering in that same regard, then we'd have to have newer cars. Cause think about all the emission, all the CO2 and all the fucking fumes that would be yeah. stuck in this little compacted thing. And that so seems that's so insane. It's only electric cars. So no gas cars can go down there. Cause just like you said, yeah, you're going to have all types of fucking emissions and issues and people choking down there. So these are only electric cars. And yeah, this one, uh, the public's first ride through the Hawthorne tunnel were bumpy. Uh, the one, 
1.14 mile trip took about two minutes along a concrete track that was so uneven in places that it felt like riding on a dirt road. But said uh, the early imperfections would be addressed. Um, and he says, "Nets, yeah, here we go." He said his Nets goal. He said is a high. Th- uh, through throughput at high speed, uh, sending 4,000 vehicles an hour hurtling through the tunnel at up to 155 miles per hour, more than the average freeway lane, but uh, far less than the capacity of a subway. Um, so yeah, so basically, uh, it would make uh, he wants to create a tunneling process that's 15 times faster than the net's best option, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, yeah, so shouts out to Elon again. I and Elon. I think in my in my world in my imagination, Elon Musk is the closest thing in this world that we have to a superhero. Um, Elon <laughs> is, super- yo, he's this. He's essentially Iron Man. He's Tony yeah. Stark. Like, what the fuck if, he wrote that suit though? Because he has to have a fucking suit. Concocted. I know he got a suit, man. He, he just ain't he ain't ready to break that out, man. When the aliens come, and we'll get to the aliens later. When the aliens come, that nigga gonna come out with his Iron Man suit and be like, okay, I didn't want to break this one down for y'all real quick. Uh, this this is gonna be my last little trick I was gonna show y'all. But um, I'll see y'all niggas in, in Mars after this. <laughs> but Elon Musk is what every billionaire should be. Because Elon Musk, how his brain works, he has billions of dollars. Instead of sitting around hoarding that money, Elon is like, what can I fix? Putting so he's the right like, okay, we, we need to be a two-planet system. So, okay, I'm going to get us on Mars. Okay, bam, working on that. Then he was like, okay, what's going on? Oh, Puerto Rico has the power grid issue. Okay, I'm going to get some power uh, grids you know, put up over there. Um, I haven't Fucking heard of – huh? I said, fucking A, you know, we, we fucking, we, we blow uh, Bill Gates for wanting to create a little city somewhere in Arizona, but, which I, and shouts out to that, um, but Elon Musk is out there fucking getting shit done, I mean. Fucking Elon, I haven't, I haven't heard a follow-up report yet, but Elon said that he's working on the Flint, Michigan thing, because Flint still doesn't have clean water, so Elon is working on that, he claims right now. Uh, the shit with LA, uh, with the traffic, he's working on that. He, you know, of course, wouldn't give all his ideas away, but um, he had said how uh, airplanes take off. He was like, you know, you have an airplane and you have all these massive runways to get the planes to take off and all that. He was like, I know how to fix that, to make the airplanes just go straight up and then take off to clear up all their real estate. But he was like, I got some other things I got to work on first. And once I get this stuff, then I'll move. Like he is sitting here looking at the world and seeing everything that's broken. And he's figuring out ways to this is how every billionaire should operate. You should not be allowed to be a billionaire unless you're trying to fix the world if you're just trying to oh i want to be a billionaire because i just want to sit on all this money fuck you money is finite and you're just taking money away from people who need it if you get a billion dollars your obligation to the world is to try and fit stuff and i'm not saying just vaccinate people in africa and i'm not saying you know uh just put a school over here and over there no proactively figure out ways to fix this shit because us poor people, us regular people, we can't afford any of this. And the government obviously doesn't want to fix any of this. So we need the billionaires to be the That's new age yeah. fucking Avengers to fix this shit. Cause, cause schools and the shelters are important, but leave that to the Christians and the missionaries. Like they got that. They got the Unless they touching little boys. Them Catholics I mean, still wild. Yo, you hear about fucking the the bishops that are fucking popping off in all these States admitting to shit, man. That's the thing that breaks my heart the most. Uh, yeah, that's a story for another day. So that's all bad, though. But um, yeah, so shouts out to Elon. That's my guy. 
But uh, yo, really quick, just quick shout out to Father, um, celebrity healer, faith healer, John of God. He's dude in Brazil. He surrendered to some sex abuse charges, to where like literally it was like on some stepdaughter shit, and it kind of reminds me oh, of he was uh, on his uh, Woody Allen shit. It reminds me of Woody Allen because one of his uh, former lovers, who was a model at the age of sixteen, said that she had fucking threesomes with her, him and Mia Farrow and other like he would like round up little girls and when he would, would get a little girl, like he would throw it in on threesome shit. And her just being, I don't know what it is about his appeal. He's just a fucking you know what I'm saying asshole Jew. Like you know, like I don't know what it was that people fall in love with so much unless he just has a hardcore swagger. He he taught me a lot of awkward ways to sneak in that kiss but at the same time st- stealing a kiss right there that probably ain't the best thing to do now is anyways um yeah it's, it's funny how we got to wait for this motherfucker to die for i think everybody come up the trenches or maybe she just wanted a quick little 15 minutes i mean me if uh i mean they're all everyone's still alive for this shit so like i don't know i always trip out when these little nuances come I'm like bitch why'd you wait after all this time what you got a book coming out what's going on <laughs> so that's all bad and yeah and speaking of books and sharing stuff uh yeah because everything uh will come to light eventually if you will and did you see the shit with facebook facebook and amazon had a, a secret data sharing agreement that uh came to light and um the facebook sharing is worse than any of us i think imagined did you hear about well, i know that I know Facebook's definitely giving out information to major third parties that, again, that are funding shits, and that's part of the terms and agreements that no one fucking bothers to read. No one read. Yeah. Now, I'll summarize this because I had read this a while ago, so I'll kind of summarize it. Uh, Back in 2015, there was a woman who wrote an Amazon review on a novel that she read and liked. Amazon immediately took the review down, said that she violated its policies. Uh, She reread her review, didn't understand what happened, um, and she tried to post it again. And then Amazon informed her that she was not eligible to review this product. So she was confused about this and what was going on. And so essentially what ended up coming to light was that uh, fucking Facebook um, and actually I'll just I would read the rest of this little part here so uh, apparently she had she reached out uh, where are we at so she had yeah she went to a book signing event um, she hadn't talked to the author but she was at a book signing event where the woman was at and she followed the author on Twitter and Facebook now um, even though her Facebook was never actually connected to Amazon it turned out that Facebook is giving uh, data information to Amazon so they know who your Facebook friends are uh, they know where you're at so on and so forth and re- uh, basically the reason why her post wasn't allowed to go up because they thought that she might be friends or family with this woman because she followed her on Twitter. She followed her on Facebook and on Facebook, there was at least two times or there was at least that one time at the book signing where their locations showed that they were in the same building together. Now, again, she hadn't connected (laughs) any of Facebook to Amazon. So Facebook was giving this information over to them. And so essentially um, this report came out after the lawsuit New York Times put this out and apparently Facebook allowed Microsoft's Bing search engine to see the names of virtually all Facebook users and friends without consent. Um, They gave Netflix and Spotify the ability to read Facebook users, private messages. The social network permitted Amazon to obtain users names and contact. What's up? Oh, shit. I think Papa broke up. Uh, The social network permitted Amazon to obtain users names and contact information. Wait, you're breaking up. Hello? 
Yeah, no, no, I was just talking about that, about what could they be doing with our with the messages? Like, what information could they be getting? Like, what business message could they get from that? Like, that they wouldn't be able to get from comments or likes and shares. Like, why that? You you could be commenting in your, hey, man, you see that new, that, that, that Black Mirror show? And all of a sudden, hey, suggestion. We got that Black Mirror show. Have you seen this shit? Um, yeah, it says the social network permitted Amazon to obtain users' names and contact information through their friends. They let Yahoo view streams of friends' posts as recently as this summer, um, despite the fact that they claim that they did not. Um, yeah, so it's it's just crazy because yeah amazon uses apis provided by facebook in order to enable facebook experiences for our products uh giving customers the option to sync facebook contacts on amazon tablet etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're trying to claim that oh we weren't doing anything wrong but the thing and it wasn't even included in this because all this started in 2015 but i'm pretty sure given another couple of years we're gonna get some more information that goes back to what everybody is saying about instagram how oh i'm talking about, about something and then the next time i log on mm-hmm. instagram i see an ad for that Ain't that a coincidence? You know, you know what? There's another article. I wish I would have read more about it, but they were talking about how they get this accumulation or these random schematics for the suggestions. I don't know if you ever looked at some of those suggestions and wondered to yourself, "Holy fuck! I think I know the person that would have connected us. Why is that person even fucking popping up right now?" Like, yo, the thing that's crazy on Instagram is I am still getting. You know, when they give you the people you may know or whatever, you know how a lot of times it'll it'll either be uh, a contact from your phone or it'll be that you and these people have mutual contacts or whatever. Um, there's someone who oh that pops up on my Instagram feed as a person you may know. Um, I don't have this person's number in my phone. Um, me and this person do not have any mutual friends. But the reason why I know this person is because she was my landlord about 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, and that I know? What? You said that I know them? No, no, I'm saying I know them. So that's the only okay. way I know them is that this person was my landlord about 12 years ago. And they keep popping up in my Instagram feed to people you may know. How do you know I know her? She, I don't have her number. We're not, we have no mutual friends. How do you know that me and this woman has come in contact? I did live in a home that she rented like 12 years ago. That is creepy that you guys know that. Right. It's like on some Nardworth shit. Y'all niggas know too much. Why? How did, and, and I'm wondering, I wonder too, because like what, portion is public record and what portion is that the fucking that the the calculations and algorithms have gone that deep it hit a fucking root and this is this is this is as far as we can stretch into like that you know and and it's crazy because another thing that happened uh it was through google is uh me and skips was like a month or two ago uh we for the first time in ages uh got uh somebody to watch the boys so we can go out on a night you know just oh let's just go somewhere and get some drinks somewhere or whatever and um so we like dropped them off and this was uh at a family house or whatever downtown (laughs) And uh, we were like, shit, like, what can we go, like, check out? Let's, like, Google some stuff. And so we're Googling the places around, and it was one place or whatever. It's like, oh, this place is interesting. So I clicked on it, and Google was like, you went here in the year 2008. I don't have any recollection of that, but Facebook informed me that I had been there on a certain day in 2008. I was like, what the fuck? How do you know I was there before? Like, it's – and so and so to, to kind of summarize all this up um, – you know, a lot of people were like, okay, I'm not on social media because of this, that, and the third. Oh, this is why I don't use Facebook. This is why I don't use that. Um, at the end of the day, we've already lost. 
And so that's why I'm like, just enjoy the tools, how like I like sharing pictures on Instagram and, you know, I, I, I enjoy looking at other people's pictures. I'm not really on Facebook. Uh, like I have Facebook Messenger so people could hit me up on Facebook Messenger, but I don't ever really post on Facebook. But like we've already lost this battle. We've lost. It's we already lost because even there was another report that came out like a while ago and it was talking about how even if you've never had a Facebook, um, Facebook has a profile on you. Because even if you haven't had a Facebook, so even if you haven't had a Facebook, you probably have friends who have Facebooks. And so, you know how, oh, you know, let Facebook see your contacts. Mm -hmm. So Facebook will uh, be able to pinpoint that number that's popped up on other people's phones. And then they'll be able to take the information of what you guys text back and forth and the conversations that you guys had. And it creates a ghost profile on you. So even if you yourself have never had Facebook, if you have five friends that have Facebook, Oh, they, they have a profile on you and they know exactly what you like and what you're into. Holy hot damn. Yeah, we have someone... already lost. It's <laughs> over. We already lost, though. And you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned these ghost profiles and like them being kind of like these invisible pinpoints of you and all this random knowledge that probably won't be official until you then create something that confirms that that phone number is you. And then we have all this backup data on you. What, what trips me out so much about that is... I don't know, just the invisible amounts of things that are just kind of there. I, I don't imagine that if there's a ghost profile that that has any kind of legal uh, privacy protection because it's just, it's, it's, it's out there. It's just all the shit we happen to gather here. No one's taking ownership of it yet. So I figure anyone can kind of can just scroll through the bitch. And, and it really does mind bugging me to what you're saying. Like, look, we've already lost the fucking war of that, you know what I'm saying? Might as well not let that be an issue, but I don't know. It makes me not want to trust shit. Like I, yeah. I was listening to, uh, and I don't say that to say not to fight the good fight, but right. I'm just saying that like we've already lost. Like <laughs> we just we didn't know. We didn't know. But go ahead. No, no, no. It's, uh, I was listening to David Tell was on the, the Joe Rogan. <laughs> he still rolls around with the with the with the flip phone. I didn't think anyone had the nerve to do that. Still, he like was. I've talked. We talked the big the big. I talked the big talk. Like when I'm finna do those motherfuckers doing it. He real. I, I am not mad. And that's one of those things where like I had my Facebook and then I closed it for like a few years where it was just completely closed. Um, and then once I started realizing that even with like they already have the information and you can close your account all you want, you're just closing it from your ability to see it. But they yeah. can still access all of that shit. They're considering that they could record everything from our microphones like they got all this shit recorded. Um, yeah. Again, like we've already loss so just fuck enjoy while you can the end is nigh enjoy okay. while you can there was a moment where where i would be on it i haven't been on facebook in forever forever um but when i remember when i would hop back on like it would take like a good minute for it to fucking load so it's kind of like it's going through my computer price like, this is what we missed we missed this day this day. Uh, <laughs> upload the new shit oh he back he back upload it <laughs> I'll go. I'll fucking hands on deck and then so i can't imagine the next time i do it because it's legit been years even since because remember how i made the, i made the site uh, profile just for the podcast yeah. Just for the, I remember that it's been years since that. So it'd been years before, at least one or two since before then. So, dude, I can just imagine the fucking crazy amounts of information is gonna go up and down, and that's the part where I'm like, because there's a lot of people that I might have not have you know crossed off the list, or you know what I'm saying made it made it safe, or even proofreaded shit so that I can make sure. Because honestly, I haven't gone back to that. I wish I could have been like, all right, man, this is good to delete. I should delete this. Like I haven't done that yet, so I can't imagine the fucking bits of info. 
one thing I wanted to get back to again, it being so near the end, another part that I've been chewing on is that or teething on is that what were the two companies, Spotify and Netflix, the ones that could read the direct messages? Uh, now, the yes. reason why that's so fucking powerful is that Spotify is a free fucking service. Sure, people can pay for it to get it to the best of its abilities, like every other streaming platform where you can save shit onto your the device. That's a free service that probably a lot of people have, like they would have Dora if they were amongst that generation of of listeners, because I think they're probably like the OG of the streaming sites, and and Netflix. It's one of those so inexpensively um, affordable kind of services that even other family members use it. That kind of thing with sharing passwords. So yeah. can you imagine the amounts of information that they might that they have because of being such a easy, uh, damn near free service? Yeah. Like they have a lot of shit. And I can imagine other companies having clauses to where their uh, terms and conditions have to work a certain way so that when the when these other people that I'm pretty sure you have the app of on your phone communicates, they know exactly what information that we're looking for because yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're all in it to you know what I'm saying to get what we can out of this bitch. And, and that's what I recently saw, like, because I don't have title, um, but I recently saw some people like title just um set up this uh, playlist thing like for you where it generates a playlist for you. And I saw a bunch of people um, tweeting like how great it was, wherever they were like, Oh my, they were like this, this uh, title uh, auto generated playlist for you or whatever. Um, It speaks to my soul. Like it it knows exactly what I I like. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cause it has all your, all all these apps have all your information. They know they (laughs) eventually it's going to come out. Hey man. Yeah. We had access to your thoughts since like 2012. We just didn't tell none of y'all like we're getting there. We are getting of your yo. Let me ask you this because we we brought up Musk earlier, and I remember he talked a little bit about the AI stuff. Yeah. Considering that it's AI that does all this fucking digging and figuring out how to shape and conform and to you know put whatever little tube of all your information or a little droplet pin of a megabyte, however the fuck this shit works. Like there was a recently an experiment that they did with, um, and they've been doing mad experiments with Alexa and shit. But in a, in a most recent one, without other people like just trying to fuck with it, like purposely trying to fuck with it, out of the shits that they got from it, was sex and murder. Mm. Did you did you read anything about that at all? No, I didn't see that. Yo, and and it's one of the, one of the articles kind of lightly touches on it in the thing where it, uh, it just titled Alexa talks murder and sex in this AI experiment. But legit, she had. From, from conversations and information that she that she researched, two of the big things that popped out was her having conversations with people about masturbation. Mm-hmm. And she would have to, like, read Webster's Dictionary's definition of masturbation and self-pleasuring. So she had to explain that to someone. And then also putting someone, I guess, who went through a lot of domestic violence experience into her recommending killing their step-parents. So, like, that's such a sought-after, whatever conversation that, that shit's popped off at, it led yeah. to that those many readings. Oh, I got the article <laughs> up. And that shit popped up, and it just shit me out because again, these are algorithms. These are these are when you Google search something, you might think it's unique, but more than likely, it's been searched before. Someone else, it didn't make fucking sense either until it generates or however much information it needs to, you know, to give you the fucking response. But I don't yeah. know. That shit trip me out. I just want to throw it out there as, as a light note. And it says, just reading a little headline here, new research is helping Alexa mimic human banter and talk about almost anything she finds on the Internet. However, ensuring she does not offend users has been a challenge for the world's largest online retailer. 
Um, and, and that's another thing too. We're having a retail company seek to figure out what they can give you. Again, it, it's almost as if like they're they're gonna know better, be better about our budget to not even. I mean, for us to give a fuck because who the hell thinks about budget? And we put that shit on the card. Just right, real quick. Oh, and apparently, yeah, you start by saying, let's chat. And then apparently from August to November alone, these three bots have had 1.7 million conversations. Uh, the experiment is already bearing fruit. fruit. Um, we're just will, shut what down fucks me up is that people. the people that are probably starting conversations probably don't have too much human interaction to begin with. I mean, unless you're just bored or you're trying to, you know, figure out something cutesy to do, but the ones that probably get deeper to like, have you ever been with a coworker? You know, typical thing to say, good morning. Uh, how are you doing? Right. And yeah. some people will actually just whatever. Yeah. 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 You, some people will ignore you. Fuck them. Some people will give you the whole fucking life story. Cause they've been waiting for someone to ask them that mm-hmm. very fucking question. Like I can't imagine how deep the rabbit hole goes in those things for real, for real. Yeah, so this is creepy. But again, that's the reason why, like, I'm not buying one of those fucking Alexas because I know that was the whole thing. Uh, I think it was like during the first year of it, there was a couple times when uh, people were reporting, and I mean, it could be BS. I I, I didn't see it firsthand, but there was a couple people who uh, point out that Alexa would be in their house and would just start laughing for no reason. Like Alexa, it would just auto generate, start like laughing. It's like, why is Alexa <laughs> laughing at us? Yeah, why is it laughing? What what is it reading? What the fuck? What kind of information is being passed on? You know what I'm saying? And and, I, and you talk about you know the, the crazy idea that they've been knowing our thoughts since 2012. Could you imagine that? And we we worry about the minority poor ever coming to life and getting in trouble on a possibility. You know what I'm saying? That you know that this would have happened. Like, but can you imagine that? Like, that's going to totally take away the very one thing that was supposedly God had given us. That was free will, and. And us being able to hopefully stop ourselves before some shit were to pop off. Like, yeah. what? Alt crime. You know, picking on the egg, you know what I'm saying? Do we have to wait for that motherfucker to hatch? I don't know. Exactly. Something's going to happen to the egg. Something's going to happen. And uh, speaking of something needing to happen, <laughs> something needs to happen to this fucking racist referee. Did you see that shit that happened with the high school uh, wrestler that had to cut his dreads before his fight? What the fuck we're at? Oh, you, oh, oh, you didn't see this? Oh, let nah. me load this bad boy up. <laughs> uh, referee um alan maloney uh tells high school wrestler he must cut his dreadlocks or forfeit his match now this is trending online on twitter um because ain't nobody ever seen nothing like this as you can see for those watching um this high school uh wrestler andrew johnson uh was getting ready to go into his championship match the referee was like oh no your dreadlocks uh don't fit the protocol and so he made him, he said, hey, either cut your dreadlocks off or um, forfeit the match. And so the kid is in the championship. He wants to win. So this white woman came over with scissors and they just cut his dreadlocks off. You see the kid won the fucking match right here. He's all digested. Um, you know, the ref is trying to hold his hand up. He walks away or whatever. The kid had to shave his or had to cut his dreadlocks off in front of everyone before he could go on with this fight or this match. Now, this dude, Mike Frankel, um, had uh, tweeted out, oh, epitome of a team player. A referee wouldn't allow Andrew Johnson to wrestle with a cover over his dreadlocks. It was either an impromptu haircut or forfeit. Johnson chose the haircut, then won by sudden victory in OT to help spark Bueno uh, Vista or whatever to a win. Now, a lot of people are upset about this because since when do wrestlers 
black wrestlers need to cut off their dreadlocks, their <laughs> their very unique hair, if you will, for a match. Now, um, there's been a lot of reports. I can't think of the excuse. The excuse was the other fucker could have grabbed his hair and you would have got your hair pulled one way or another. We would have put out one of these extensions. So, and that was one of the things that came up was uh, someone found the rule book. They were like, okay, let's find the rule book on hair. And the rule book says that you can't have hair that goes down to your shoulders. So, like, they found all the information about how the hair is supposed to go or whatever, and so it can't go so low. His hair didn't meet any of those requirements. Or his hair didn't, you know, go past any of those or whatever. Uh, So, like, what the actual rule law book said, his hair didn't fit the profile, any of that. Then he was told that he had to wear a cover over his head, you know, because he had dreads and they were getting ready to have the match. And he told them before the match, okay, I have a cover. And so um, they got ready to do the match. And then the ref was like, no, I'm not rocking with that cover. You need to cut your hair off or you, you gonna forfeit the match. And then uh, he gave him 90 seconds to make a decision or he was going to disqualify him for injury because his hair. Um, Now the part that makes all of this, even worse is because of course you know something like this happens and of course you know um african americans we see this and we're like well i've never seen a white person have to cut their hair before a wrestling match so this is probably you know racial and then you know of course the white people come out oh my god you black people always everything gotta be racist it's not racism it's all his hair well no it appears to be racism because this coach uh back in like 2005 got in trouble for calling a fellow referee the n-word yes Um, so we know we know he leans on some side of a fence yeah there seems to be a pattern uh of a a side of the fence that he seems to rock with so uh this wrestling coach alan maloney uh used a racial slur at a social gathering of officials oh actually apparently this was in march um he had um used the slur in an argument over homemade wine in a shore condominium after many of the officials gathered following a youth tournament in wildwood in late march um apparently he claims that he didn't remember saying it, but everyone who was present was like, nah, nigga, we, we heard you say it. Like everyone was like, nah, nah, he said, he said N word hard R, you know, he was on his Louis CK shit. Um, now apparently, yeah, he had said it. Um, the guy, uh, where is it? The result was, uh, Maloney agreed to participate in sensitivity training and alcohol awareness. Apparently he was drunk when he said the slur and the black dude, the, the black coach that he said the slur to apparently the coach either punched him or pushed him to the ground. But, um, yeah, this is, this is, a, is a racial thing. And for people who are like, Oh, well, it's just hair. No, it's different. Dreadlocks take a long time. That takes a long time to do that. And so this isn't just dedication. Takes and, some dedication, some hard work to get there. And if and, anybody wants to connect this bitch biblically, fucking the is it the the the, the not the thing. ritual, the Nazarene thing, you the vow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? To not cut that shit. Mind you, now it's more stylistic and you know what I'm saying? We, I think we saw it po- really popularized with the fucking big ass Titan niggas from foot boosball. And then you see now with the youngest, but still, that still takes dedication. Hopefully, there's a vow with that. But at the same time, I wonder if that's what happened with him. He saw how fucked the situation was. God's like, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? This is going to happen to you. I'm going to give you all the fucking strength to knock this motherfucker out quickly. Quickly. Now, and uh, some other people were saying that apparently there's been other incidences where wrestlers have had long hair and they've been able to put a wrap on it and go into their matches. But for some reason, 
this uh, white re uh, ref who also happens to say racial slurs when he gets drunk uh, told that black one. kid, hey, cut that shit off or you can't compete. So uh, apparently um, he is under an investigation. He's not going to do any type of uh, matches anytime soon. Um, but I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think this is another example of a racist motherfucker. And this is, and this again is kind of what we talk about, about the black experience and the reason why racism is still alive. And these are the things that we talk about when we're like black people are treated differently. And this is another example. And it's, oh, no, no, that, that has nothing to do with race. Oh, yeah. Black people are always looking for racism. No, look, he's also said the N word that it's clearly, clearly racism. Yeah, that's because and that's the thing that I always say <clears throat> that I always find interesting with uh, certain people who are like, oh, no, that has nothing to do with racism. And then I always ask them, so you agree that racism do, does exist, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there is still some racism in the world. Then how come every time we point out instances of racism, <laughs> it's like that's not racism. You agree that racism still exists, but every account of it is like, no, nah, that's not it, though. Then what is racism? Ain't that a coincidence? Uh, it's, it's, it's just weird. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Now, some other racism that happened on the world stage. Uh, fucking a. This just came out this week. Um, did you hear the shit that's going on in China? Apparently, China is fucking enslaving Muslims. What? I mean, I mean that makes sense. <laughs> I, I over what? Over them being Muslims, apparently. Uh, China has detention uh, camps for Muslims, and they're turning into forced labor. Apparently, uh, Muslim inmates from uh, Muslim inmates from internment camps in far western China um, are hunched over sewing machines row after row. Um, apparently, it's uh, China's ruling Communist Party um, has a surge of upbeat propaganda that uh, is basically, yeah, they're just, they're capturing fucking Muslims. And they're putting them in jail and they're making them go through slave labor. So uh, slavery is still around and apparently it's going on in China with the Muslims. I'm curious about this because we've done this to the Jews. We've, we've done this uh, when we were Christianizing uh, before, you know, we were ready to accept, you know, the, the Christian state. So I'm wondering, is is this now just happening to the Muslims or is this just are we now in a technology point where we're able to confirm this shit? And I think, like a, I think the latter, what you said is what it is. I remember when um, I was working um, at G-Dub, I remember uh, I was talking to a, a customer one day and we were talking about something crazy that had just happened. And she was like, oh my God, she was like, you know, she was like, see the things like this. And I just can't believe it. And, uh, you know, I always wonder like, is the world getting worse or like what's going on? And I had told her, I was like, my honest opinion is I don't think the world is any worser, if you will, than it was. I just think we have more access to information. I think a lot of this shit has been going on since the beginning of time. We just now are starting to see it. Same thing with, um, Going back a couple years when all that year where all those videos was coming out of all the cops shooting. Oh, I mean, it still happens to this day. Yeah. But all these uh, cops shooting unarmed black people. And it was, oh, my God, what's going on? It's like, no, this is what's been going on. Listen to Except NWA records back in the early 90s. That's what they were talking about. Go back to Rodney King. This is what we've been saying. This has been happening oh. since the beginning of time. Now we just have video proof of it. But no, this has been happening. <laughs> just people aren't paying attention. Quick uh, tangent: When hip hop originated, and, and of course it being the you know MC in from at parties, but when it started to get real lyrical, spiritual stuff, and we had the Rock Kim speaking on shit in the streets, and they were the street reporters, uh, and then again just commenting on all the all the fuck shit, and it was such a easy way to ingest 
you know, information as well as, you know, hopefully melodic and repeatable. Do you feel like, especially, you know, remember they, they got invited, the MWA got invited to the White House and they had to have the whole shit and that's when they started putting public advisory. Do you think government might have their pull in what trends and wanting to lean shit more towards the fucking mumble rap too fucking yacked out of their brain, super leaned up. You know, I, I heard a fucking recent Kodak Black and Little Pump song where they talk about fucking taking Cialis. Motherfucker, that's another version of Viagra. Why the fuck are we having kids getting fucking gnarly off of yeah. a fucking dick, hard dick pill? Now, I have my theories, and um, I do so— uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that there is some type of agenda, if you will. Um, I don't go as far as there's some people who talk this whole gay agenda that all oh, they're trying to they're trying to turn black men into feminine. And I don't get into all that. Um, but I do think so. The the thing they always say, and I'll, I, I have this debate with uh, with conservative people who don't like hip hop. Wait, really quickly, it, really quickly. Hold on to that. The reason why I will say that, that the gay thing is a real thing, because look what they do to the Jaden Smith. First child of the creator, which we knew had some gay shit going on. That was his boyfriend. He, he was um, signed another article about Justin Bieber being his boyfriend because they were fighting on IG over some other white boy. Shit's real in the, in the sauce with that, but keep going. <laughs> I think it's I think it's just gay people being gay, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, so uh, no, so you have so the thing I always say, you know, when I discuss with people or whatever who are conservative, who don't like hip hop, um, I point out, okay, so hip hop is, you know, negative or however you want to put it. Um, and then I always point out, okay, well, you realize that hip hop isn't owned by the black community. Like, even though the majority of the rappers are black, uh, hip hop record execs, they're mostly all white and mostly mm -hmm. all Jewish. Then when you get over to the, so the people who run the labels, they're mostly white. The A&Rs who pick which artists and they pick the artist direction of the albums and all that, A&Rs are mostly, a lot of them are white. Um, then when you get to uh, the radio stations, Clear Channel is the major station that uh, owns all these different radio stations. And so the radio DJs, uh, the people who control what songs make it onto the radio, those are white people. Like Then when you get over to the buying public, 60% of rap music is purchased by white people. And so you have a culture of hip hop, which it is black people um, performing, but the people who are putting the music out, who are picking which artists come out and the people who are buying it, they're all white. So, and I use myself as an example, how when uh, back during my, uh, during my God's prophet uh, ran as an MC way. out here in Arizona. And um, I made it as far as I had that uh, showcase where I had some record execs came down uh, to watch me perform. I wasn't the only one. It was me and the, you know, a couple other people from Arizona who were pop or bubbling at the time. And uh, the A&Rs came and like one of them in particularly, I won't say we're record label, but uh, he was rocking with like, he loved my punchlines. He loved everything that was going on or whatever. I had the chance to talk to him during intermission and uh, he's like, oh yeah, he was like, I like it. But he was like, uh, that's not what we're doing right now in the industry. That's when 50 Cent was popping. That's when Rick Ross was popping. That's when them dope boys was popping. That's when everything was in the trap. Um, I always joke that I was just a couple years ahead of it. So what Kanye and Kendrick and Kid Cudi and Wale and what all them cats are doing, I was like three years ahead of them where when I was at my peak, that's not what we're doing. We're on the gangster rap shit. And so I just got a little bit ahead of where everyone else was. And that's the reason why I didn't 
So anyway, a lot of stuff is timing, but uh, that's a prime example of here. Sure. I was somebody who was putting out music and a lay or some artist people, some uh, label people enjoyed what I was doing, but I wasn't pushing the agenda of what music was doing at the time. No, we're on that dope boy shit right now. And unless you want to start doing that dope boy music, we can't really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, why you see and people say talk a lot of shit, but let's not let's not ignore it. Chance a rapper, although independent, he gets funding from other places, just like your Macklemore's independent, but they get funding from other places. So it is about again riding that wave, and then again, if you depending on how hard you want to ride a corporate dick, I mean that can take you places. <laughs> it's yeah. about being the determined and, and seeing it through, and I think that's one of the things where. I feel the universe pushing me so much where I'm like, man, I really want to do this. I really want to go full fledged on this, but I got to do shit. That's going to pay bills. Unfortunately, I got to, you know what I'm saying? But clothes on these babies backs and, you know, and, and I, and I always use chance as a good example because chance came out of nowhere and he was doing his thing. And what was chance popping off of acid rap? He was doing his acid rap shit. You know, he was doing this, he was doing that. But then when this machine, if you will, got behind him, he became that gospel boy. Ooh, I'm Mr. Gospel guy. Ain't that ain't that some ain't that weird? Ain't that and weird? The 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 behind the scenes story about it <clears throat> is that Drake was Mr. Safe, King of Hip Hop. <laughs> and behind the scenes, Drake uh, is starting to get on more his Jay-Z tip where I'm not going to follow the machine. I'm going to create my own lane. And so the thought process is that the powers that be behind the music industry was like, oh, okay, the only way we can get Drake out of here is if we get somebody even safer than Drake. And who's safer than Drake? Chance the Rapper. But Chance, we need you to stop doing that acid rap shit. Hey, we need you to move over to this gospel shit. And that's what Chance has been doing. So, hey, I'm I, I'm just saying it's 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 some thoughts going around that that's chances is they're trying to make him the new golden boy and get Drake the fuck out of here because Drake is playing by his own, by his own rules. Is that the case? I, I never wanted to give Drake that much credit just for being the hater that I is. But well, Drake and I am someone. <clears throat> well, I'm not a big Drake fan, but. It's hard to say this because I'm not I'm not I think only one or two. I think I liked his uh, so far gone album and I like the uh, if you're reading this too late album. Other than that, I really don't like too much Drake stuff. He has some songs here and there that I like, but I have to admit that Drake is in the greatest of all time conversation because the run that he has had, we have never seen Drake is eight years into no one has ever been this hot for eight years. I am the biggest Jay-Z fan. Jay-Z's run was not like that. Right. Jay-Z had a run, but not Drake is the at the top of the rap game and has been for about eight years now. We have never seen anything like this with someone being this hot for this long. All 50 right. Cent owned the industry for a little while. Wasn't this long. Kanye West owned the industry for a while. Wasn't this long. Drake is doing something that we have never seen in the history of hip hop music. And regardless of if you like him or not, you got to put him up there in the goat conversations. Cause he's obviously doing something correct. Or could that just be being on the right side of the machine and, and knowing where shit's falling off that we're seeing uh, companies like speaking of Drake and him being part of the young money. We've seen that little shenanigans shit finally, you know, it's been showing its colors for the past couple of years, but that finally coming to its ends. So like, and, and that was just one, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll call him some niggas. We'll call baby in them. You know what I'm saying? Calling a square square, do, doing the pimp game the way they've seen it done. And then, you know, they happen to get their little foot in the door with that. Um, 
we see those chains. I mean, I guess you may be right because we see the chains breaking. We see that the, he's now free to do whatever. He chose to go toward, towards a streaming platform with Apple rather than an actual quote-unquote label because we know that's where the button clicks are. We know that's where the large marketing platform is. That's the reason why you're either an Xbox person, a PlayStation person, you're either Apple or you're, you know what I'm saying, um, anything else. <laughs> we'll, we'll, call, we'll call Android being as big as Microsoft, right, or even bigger, possibly, yeah. kind of. I mean, they're in most people's phones. Google in itself, you know what I'm saying, being one of those king pushes in people's in uh, people's phones, computers, internets, you know what I'm saying, everything in general. So maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm, I'm digging a little bit deeper into that. but No, and I think the thing with Drake, <clears throat> I think above all else, what helps Drake to stand out and why he's been around for so long is that Drake, his vision seems to be unlike any other artist. And what I mean by that is like music changes every like two to four years. Music changes. And Drake seems to figure out a way to get at the forefront of that as it's changing. So, like, again, going to myself, like I said, I was doing something, but I was a couple years ahead of it. Um, and so I didn't have the foresight to to be able to ride the proper wave, if you will. Drake seems to be able to do his thing. And then he looks, oh, this is the next wave. This is where we're about to go within 18 months. So let me get just ahead of it. And that's the reason why Drake is doing what he's doing, because his vision is insane. The the way that I I see artists like like yourself and also even when you know when I was fucking barely teething on the the idea of, of doing shit and getting super embarrassed as soon as I post something, is that he takes a lot of shots in the dark though. I mean, artists in general, true artists, they don't want to wave, they don't want to bend. I mean, if you have enough uh, uh, thoughts or you know ambition, then truly you're gonna make shit your own and then you know create your own wave that way. Which I, I guess I, I see Drake doing, especially since he steals from a lot of SoundCloud artists. But some people are just stubborn, like, no, I'm not gonna change. This is how it's gonna be, and if this doesn't get me there, like I remember a rapper named Wordsmith. I was a big fan of his. And yep. he sticked true to his, you know, lit- most literal uh, definition of a backpack rapper. And unfortunately, he just never got anywhere else. At least not that I know of. I don't know if he changed his name. I don't know if he's a big time producer now. We just don't know because he rebranded. But I remember I was such a fan of his. And yet, and again, fan of his artistry too, not giving up. Some people are willing to bend a little bit more. Yeah. Now with Drake, because of the influence that he has, because of the people that would love to write for him and that will be glad to sell their intellectual property to his ass, that's what I feel his last record was. He took a lot of safe routes and he took a lot of uh, particular styles that he kind of threw it out there to where if you fuck with it, then you fuck with it and you, that was your favorite song or you did it. We don't got to worry about it. It doesn't get mentioned. And I feel like he did he did so much to that that he just truly he's going to give you everything. And if you like it, then perfect. That's why he gives you double album. It's easy to have to give you a whole lot and 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 find and have it stick somewhere rather than be limited at seven to ten tracks. And you have to be a fucking fanboy in order to really rock with it. Yeah, that's, and, that's why. Again, like I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I gotta I gotta call a spade a spade. Like same, same, with, same thing with Lil Wayne. Like I wasn't the biggest Lil Wayne fan at all, but I have to say this. So the generation of rap that we see today, <clears throat> they are the direct descendants of Lil Wayne and Kanye, yeah. Kanye West, 808 and Heartbreaks. That is exactly what this generation is. It's Lil Wayne meets uh, Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks. Which is Drake. 
in its epitome as Great. far yeah, as and that and that's the reason why like kim kardashian got killed for that on twitter uh when drake and kanye was going back and forth and uh kim had said that that like drake wouldn't be where he's at if it wasn't for kanye and some people were like oh my god no that's not cor-. no no she's right kanye opened that door for someone like Drake to come later. It wasn't that he signed him. It wasn't that maybe he might've threw him an offer, which I'm sure a lot of people did. It was a matter of the fact that if people weren't, if I didn't, if I wasn't so emotional, people wouldn't be knowing about emotions. So a good example of that going back, going uh, back in time. uh, If it wasn't for Rakim, Nas couldn't have made the noise that he made. If it wasn't for Big Daddy Kane and Biggie, Jay-Z wouldn't have been able to make the noise that they made. If it wasn't for Andre 3000, this whole, the way people dress and all that being different, like, it's, you need someone to open up that door for others to come. And so Drake, if if there was no Kanye to open up that door, because the thing you got to think about with Kanye was Kanye not only was soft backpacker, not a thug sensitive guy, he was on the hardest label out at the time, Rockefeller. Right. So he was able to come out with all these ex drug dealers around him or whatever. And he was able for the streets to start fucking with him or whatever. So he was able to kind of sneak in through the back door with the right wave, (laughs) as opposed to if that didn't happen, Drake couldn't have came out unless same thing. He would have had to been around the right label to make that shit pop. So, because it, it's a big surprise that some fucking uh, no limit is Master P and shouts out to them always being yeah. independent, but like to come off that kind of wave because the the before young the money what was it called um, cash money cash money like that came off the wave of the masterpiece sort of shit so i mean we, we can we can spread credentials all fucking day so the fact that they were on this fucking and, and, you know and we can and i can't talk too much shit because they at least created where it's supposed to like the bling blings and whatever that made it to fucking dictionaries and shit so the fact that they came from this little southern you know what i'm saying like you know louisiana based shit to then be an epitome to where they had the Drakes, they had the Nicki Minaj's and whatever other little entities that was sprinkled around the Tiggas, the whatnots. So like they really stuck a fork and, you know, had all these other avenues that, that spread, but yeah. So it's, it's crazy how that, how that is. But I want to ask you really quickly, being the Jay-Z family, and I know you didn't like the album that he did with Beyonce too much because of how deep into the R and B it went to, but I, I know you heard about shit. I need bars. But he Jay Z again. It, it, unless you're saying there wasn't, unless you're saying he wasn't bringing the bars, then you no. could totally x him out of that whole fucking project. I'm talking shit because I did okay. listen to the project. I did like his verses, but I just I don't like singing. What was the sneak diss that he threw at Drake saying about him trying to be a boss, making boss moves, or some shit like that? There was he, it was him saying it, and I don't remember if it was off of ape shit or if it was off of another. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I know that is the thing is that there has been some subliminal disses back and forth between Drake and Jay-Z for some time now. And um, yeah, there was, oh, I think, no, that was, I'm thinking of the song that he had with Future because he had said the shit about um, you can't be a boss if you have a boss or something to that extent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little bit older. No, I'm talking about the most no, recent yeah, one. There was, was a recent one. I can't think of what he said on the recent one, though. And yeah. the reason why, because only one I can remember kind of sort of vaguely is the one we talked about Kanye, about the friends and how, you know, 
I don't know why I'm talking about that. I know it's, it's off subject, but I, I just got to mention how hard how hard it was for him to say because I think they they shared someone who passed away, right? Was it was it Tatai or was it um? No, Tata's still alive. No, 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 no. Who was another close one that they had passed and they both talked about their deaths passing? Who's it? Uh, he talked about him being. He's like he's more in my house more than I'm I'm in my house more than be there. What else did he say? But pretty much, it was the same verse where he talks about, like, if my wife is mad, I ain't going nowhere. Even if the building's burning, I'm burning too. Some shit like that. It got so deep, pretty much saying, motherfucker, you ain't shit to me. So, you know, when it's real, you know, real people are around. But again, he he just threw out so many subliminals everywhere. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring that up was because of the Drake shit. But whatever him and his OVO, his wannabe Egyptian ass, which actually, really quickly, before we, we jump into the next topic, Black Eyed Peas recently had a song with Nas. I'm not too sure if you caught that. I haven't listened to it yet, but I did see that it's called like Back to My um, Back on My Hip Hop or something like that. I saw I hopped on my... YouTube one day and I saw the little headline. I was like, man, I ain't fucking with y'all niggas, man. Come on, man. Listen, come on, man. I'm gonna listen, listen to it eventually. Okay. I got mad. Like, come yeah. on, man. y'all start y'all started off on the hip hop, man, with the with the mm. with the video where like the wind was blowing and they was barring it up. I I was oh snap, this is like a new daylight soul, like back yes. in the beginning. And then yes. they was like, then they found the white girl and was like, oh no, we do this boom, boom, boom. All right now, boom, they wanted boom, to boom. milk it. You can't get mad at him trying to make some money. Cause listen, no, cause I'm I, I'm not, but then I just got yeah. mad. I was like, wait, y'all doing yeah. hip hop again now, y'all niggas. Yeah, which is selling which, records now. So okay, we we back with the boxes. We ain't selling <laughs> anyway. So man, this, we just get back to my roots real quick. Like, we couldn't work with the man. white bitch no more. We realized the error of our ways. <laughs> they is back to their De La shit, which is shout out to De La Soul, uh, not being in the, not being in the realm, but always still being part of the conversation. Um, and then of course them trying to get Nas on the song, which again is going to add to the hip hop credentials. But after Will I Am made his money and he was able to make his pop star shit, I gotta give uh, shouts out. Uh, look at fucking you know, fucking guitar center all up in the ads, motherfuckers. Uh, I wanted to say that he made a lot of because remember he was making beats for for Game. I'm talking about Will I Am. Yeah. He had a you know he did some shit for Nas. So. That's what made, made it feel so lovely and so full circle because they really do get back to it. And they use that sample back to life, back oh, to okay, reality. Yeah. So they, he used it in a way to where you know what it's from, but he, they didn't do it in a typical way. So the, that fact that that also symbolized their return back to hip hop, no longer giving you the pop filter bullshit. Because don't forget, man, they were all in the MC tip. You know, you meant you use the term of phrase, the lyrical miracle. They, they definitely were so much on that type hype that it geeked me out. Not only that, but also the fact that two of the dudes are Latino. One's Filipino, one's Mexican. You you couldn't fucking tell. Like you really couldn't tell their their national origin. So that just no. again added more. And uh, Nas was I don't know if it was Harad. He was one of the Egyptian gods, and mm. it was a lot of money behind that video. I was very That's impressed. Funny. It's worth the listen for anyone who might have liked it. For the people watching, shouts out to the Egyptian gods, man. You see my artwork up there. You see, shouts out to the gods. Yeah, you know I mean. To the gods, yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> I just had to show that off because you know I'm on my art tip. I'm trying to, I'm trying. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth eight billion. I'm trying to get on that shit. You know what I mean, but yo, that what's that little city he talked about? So not Soho. Uh, he mentioned the name of some city. And uh, I looked it up because he talks about being able to invest in one of the songs on the four 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 album. He talks about investing. Oh no, uh, Dumbo, Dumbo, bro, yeah. That you talk about some elites, bro. That's where they live. 
I had to Google you know? that shit. And that was the reason why uh, that that's my favorite line. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. And then he's like, uh, yesterday that shit, uh, the yesterday that shit went for twenty five million. How I feel, Dumbo, like four four four. 444 is a hip-hop bible that's all i'm saying is like for all these young guys like i it should be you should have to go to college to become uh or some type of like college course before you can become an mc and <laughs> you should have to study jay-z's four by four or four excuse me 444 album before you can even get in there because he's putting y'all niggas up on some game and that's the reason yeah. why jay-z's the greatest I can't lie, that's his greatest album. I can't say he's the greatest, but I will say that's his greatest the album. Greatest? No, but uh no, speaking of the greats though, and uh talking about Egyptians with Nas and so on and so forth and just everything coming back full circle with the Egyptian gods over my shoulder right now. Um, did you see they found a new or they found not new, it's four thousand four hundred years old, but they found another uh tomb out in uh Egypt. I did not. And how the fuck are we still finding these shits? Yo, so the thing that's, I think... We need to get Trav on the line. <laughs> I know, for real. Get, get our get our favorite uh, archaeologist on the line or whatever. Help us out with all this. But, so one of the things that I will say is that you have the Sahara Desert. And it's this big, massive desert. The thing to put this in scope, because, uh, uh, you know, just like you said, it's like, how are we still finding stuff? The Sahara Desert, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I'm 90% certain that this is correct. The Sahara Desert is so large, you can fit the United States within it. Oh, this is a desert. desert. It's a desert. It's that large. So that's the reason why we're still finding stuff, because it's so massive as just the desert. It's, yeah, anyway. But, um, yeah, apparently, uh, let me share this for the people watching. Um switch this over so uh archaeologists discovered the tomb of a high priest uh decorated with hieroglyphs a brightly colored tomb filled with statues dating back more than 4,400 years it was unearthed in a buried ridge at ancient pyramid complex of sakara south of the cairo uh colorful statues of cleric and his of a cleric and his family who served the king nafarakari kai kai um okay. yeah i can't pronounce can't pronounce any of these names but shouts out to kai because you know you know uh, kai's name is egyptian that's where i got it from. Yeah. we changed the spelling but yeah it is egyptian shouts out um but yeah it's a brightly painted tomb so, so um, tell me, tell me my, my brother zay is a, is a hebrew basically okay. yeah steph picked the name but not purposely but yeah so basically yeah kai is egyptian uh zay's a hebrew so we got a lot going on over here <laughs> the gods yeah you know i mean that's how we do it uh but yeah it has a dozen niches and 24 colorful statues um and actually yeah i'll share these pictures here um so yeah this is the entrance to a newly discovered tomb belonging to the high priest who served during the fifth dynasty reign this is between 2500 and 2300 bc um now I would like to point out, you see these colorful paintings that are still intact because people haven't come and ransacked them. Um, just got to point out, these look like some Negroes to me. There's definitely some melanin. Yeah, that, that, the... that, 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 they ain't no white people. I, I, I see I see some thick hair. These these are definitely black people that we're looking at right now. That's some thick hair. Too. But, uh, oh, would you look at this? Some more statues and look at these noses. Those are some African noses if I've ever seen them. I'm just just making sure to point this out to these people yeah. as you know as they watch. Always had abs. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, yeah, so they got all the hieroglyphs or whatever. And so, yeah, because the dope thing about it, so going back to Egypt, one of the issues with Egypt is that Egypt has been overrun by so many other communities and different things. A lot of the um, things have been desecrated. That's the whole thing with uh, the Sphinx. The Sphinx doesn't have a nose. And the rumor is that the reason why the Sphinx doesn't have a nose is because they had an African nose. And when Napoleon... <laughs> when uh, Napoleon and them went down there, uh, they wanted to carve the nose to make it look more Egyptian, and and them messing with the nose, they end up breaking off, and that's the reason why the Sphinx doesn't have a nose. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, so this has not been to that is a brother if I've ever seen one. But that hair though, I mean, is that is that? Don't tell me that's a, like a foreshadowing of Rick James because but that hair, it's something particular. Unless again, because I don't know how grooming would have worked back in that day. But these look like dreadlocks to me. Look like oh, dreadlocks okay. with some other stuff going on. But yeah, that is definitely uh Rick James right there. Uh yeah, and some more pictures of the boats. Again, all these people have dark skin. I'm just making sure people are, are paying attention to that. Yeah. Now this chick right here, I don't know, she looks look like he may have been some interracial stuff. This looks like this might be me and Skips right here. I don't know. I'm just kind of pointing that out. Uh but uh yeah again look at these pictures look at these noses oh, uh this is ancient look, look egypt what's up look at the lines you could yeah you could tell that there were some kind of dreads some kind of big braids those are dreads bro so uh it's just funny to look at all these pictures of this uh tomb and all that and it reminded me of a clip that uh i'll play here uh Oh, actually, let me bring this up. Yo, really, really uh, quickly, quick shout yeah, out because I'm, I'm going to watch it on my birthday. Uh, I highly suggest you and Skipson check it out too because I know it's going to be some good. It's called The Green Book. I don't know if you've seen the trailer of it, but the brother from um, um, Moon Milk or um, what was the one that they got the psych from La La Land? Moon something. Oh, I'm, Moonlight? Yeah. Moonlight. Um, yeah, the brother who played the main thug in Moonlight. Is plays a pianist, and I forget what the pianist's name was. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Him and his white boy plays his security guard, and bro, it's just deep as hell, and it looks real beautiful. And it, I almost thought it was gonna be kind of corny, but one of my favorite directors, one of the Farley brothers from Something About Mary and uh, um, The Ringer. And, you know, shit like that, like crazy, ridiculous movies. He is, some for whatever reason, on his own, making this very serious, you know, kind of biopic-ish uh, journey, you know, while they're going cross-country, kind of like a reverse driving Miss Daisy, yeah. which, is a, which is which is what, exactly what I called it to be when I saw the fucking trailer. But I was like, man, this this has to be done with, with a lot of fucking heart because this guy is known for making raunchy comedies. At the same time, he has a really stronghold in the, um, the I hate to call it the mental retarded community, but like people with handicapped, people with disabilities, like he's always been there to like, you know what I'm saying, to show the light of how they're, you know, they're, they're beautiful people. So I, just, I know he's going to do something fucking beautiful at doing the, the inter, interracial connection because, again, sometimes we, we live in – society has gone on for so many fucking thousands of years. I don't know at what point we started hating on, on and looking at skin color rather than blessings of God and, and you know, and, and who he's going to choose as the righteous one to win whatever fucking battle or, or cause, like, to where we started relying on that very simple fucking thing. Now, you know, there I, is a book called Black Athena – which kind of explained when all that happened. And this, again, is the start of white supremacy, if you will. And it happened around when slavery started because you look back at the Dark Ages and white people almost got wiped out in Europe with the Black Plague and all that. Then that they... Uh, version of, uh, you know, what we done did to the Egyptians at one point. 
Yeah, and then so they were trying to get their claim to fame or whatever. And one of the issues was, back in the day, uh, there wasn't really there wasn't really race races back then. It was people were from different areas, and some areas, you know, had just different types of people, if you will. But um, so the thing that uh, was interesting that happened was essentially uh, white people, England decided to to say, hey, okay, um, white people are the minorities if you will, unless you take every – so Europeans were the minority unless you take all of the white people from all over the different places and say that, oh, we're all just white. We're not you know, European and Jewish and you know, Vikings and so on and so forth. If you, you turn all of them to we're all white, that's when they became the majority, and then that's when race started getting pushed heavily in the 15 and 1600s because that was the way to put white people in power because it's a whole lot more white people if you group them all up together instead of saying that oh these people are italian and those people are german and those people are are from france and these people are english like no let's just say we're white and now it's more of us than all everyone else but uh the thing that uh was funny with this whole um them finding this tomb and all that was it reminding me of this clip uh, from Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor had a show uh, back in the day when uh, I forgot the name it was like a sketch comedy show, um, but uh, he had this uh, thing about finding the Book of Life out in Egypt. I'm gonna play the clip real quick for everybody. This can't be, man. What? You know what this is? What is it, Buddha? It's the Book of Life. <laughs> in the beginning, when Man arrived on Earth, the black gods did leave their spacecraft, and they walked, and they named the beast of the sea and the animals of the land. Heavens. And man in his blackness did walk the Earth, making a medicine. Medicine? They discovered type. These were all black people got down. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. This ain't... Yo, so shouts out to Richard Pryor. He was talking that shit back in the 1970s or whatever, how all the Egyptians, they, they were black. It was black people. And the Egyptians started all of civilization. They were black people. And then the white people got the civilization and started killing everyone. And then after the white people killed and enslaved everybody, they said, look, we created everything. <laughs> and that yeah. is the problem with the world. And that's what we're trying to get through white people's head is that y'all caused a lot of these problems and that's the reason why you guys have to own it and do something about it I, there was a um there was a white woman that did some it was a couple it was a few weeks ago or whatever and um they were having a conversation about racism and so on and so forth and she was saying how um how it's white people's responsibility to end racism even though they're not you know, the ones uh, that are affected by it. And then the people on the panel were asking her, like, okay, well, why? And she was like, because we're the ones that created it. And even if it was our ancestors that did it, we created it. So we have to be the ones to end it. 
like fucking black people and brown people they can't stop racism it's the white people being racist so we as non-racist white people need to talk to our racist relatives and stop them from being racist that that that's one of the biggest issues going on is that uh there's only so much of me as a level-headed african-american i can't walk into a clan rally and try to explain some shit to them they ain't gonna fucking listen to me i'm the enemy but you need their those clan members have white people in their family who are not racist and they're not doing their job talking to them about racism to get them to stop so shout out to richard it, it, just a charity starts at the helm fucking so does so does those conversations because you, you won't take it seriously anywhere else you know what's funny this being you know the time of year where we have all these holidays and we're all these gatherings that's kind of where it has to happen a lot of yeah. people I read in research studies that they're trying to not, you know, avoid doing family oriented, you know, events so that they wouldn't have to deal with those conversations. But honestly, without that, though, we can't start the little by little edging, you know, of shit. And uh, and, and I laugh so much because uh, one of the things that I saw and this, this is kind of fucking off brand right here. And I'm trying to fucking stop the, the ad from playing here, which I, I know won't affect you guys. Um I'm gonna just pull it up real quick. I laughed when I saw this headline um, about Alabama police departments. Uh, they had said that there was a uh, crime spike, and it was due because of young people embracing Satan. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point we're at now. You know what I'm saying? We can't call all this hatred going on. It must be Satan. I don't know. It must be Satan. Can't be white people. They never do anything <laughs> wrong. Gotta be Satan. Gotta be Satan. It's a bigger shit afoot. And... No. And speaking of Satan, uh, unless you got something else. Uh... The end is nigh, Popo. I'm scared. The end is nigh. Um, is, is this because of the, the 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 satanic ritual group putting their little statue in uh, in Springfield, um, Illinois? They have a no, little I, like the time camp. No? no, I think they just real. Okay. They just real. You know, they just rocking with Satan. As long as they ain't killing nobody. Hey, rock on with your bad self. Did you, did you read about that though? I did see that. I thought that was interesting because. Uh, go ahead. I'll say the part that I thought was the dopest part, and mind you, me being the Bible thumping Christian that I is, or want to be Christian, uh, is that the thing, all it was was, I think, I don't know if it was a serpent or not, but uh, all I was saying was that knowledge is the best give you can, gift you can ever give. And that's real. That's real. And that's what my Gnostic belief is based around. And uh, that's that's what it is. So with Gnosticism, uh, no, it comes Gnosticism comes from the word Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, which is Greek for knowledge. And the Gnostics, how they baptized other people into Gnosticism, it wasn't a dumping in water or whatever. It was by giving them the knowledge. So you you give them uh, Gnosis, you give them the knowledge or whatever. And now they're baptized into the religion because you put them up on game. And so that is the thing, is that knowledge is power, and that's the only way to, I don't know, get anything going. Fucking A. But, uh, yeah, knowledge is power, and that's the reason why I want to make sure everybody knows that the end is nigh. The world is coming to an end. There's some crazy stuff going on Earth. There's some crazy stuff going on in space. And uh, we got to address this, Popo, because things are getting a little little uh, nerve-wracking. The first thing that is uh, incredibly... uh, scary is uh did you hear about the uh, the earthquake that shook then or the earthquake that went across the entire world but no one felt it no because i didn't feel it nor did i hear about it what the fuck yeah apparently there was a worldwide earthquake that happened in late november uh the strange hum circled the whole world but no one heard it 
Um, apparently there was a hum, uh, this or actually, and this happened November 11th in the tiny Island waters. And this is between Madagascar, and Mo, uh, Mozambique. Um, apparently there was a, a seismic event, something rumbled off of the coast of Madagascar from there. It circled the entire world, but no one noticed it. Um, only a few people who pay attention to like the earthquake hums, they started picking it up like, Oh wait, there's this hum going on. And so this happened and they picked this up and they picked it up in Africa. They picked it up in South America. They picked it up in Canada. They picked it up in Europe. So this was felt around the entire world, some weird hum. And it came from the same place somewhere in the ocean off of the coast of Madagascar. And they have no idea what the fuck happened. Normally, when there's an earthquake or something, maybe the next couple of towns over will get the hum. But um, yeah, so uh, first it rang uh, just a single ultra low frequency, like a well-tuned bell. Uh, seismic waves usually involve lots of diff- different frequencies. Second, the wave emerged and circled the planet without the usual signs of an earthquake. No one in the area felt any shaking, and the P waves and S waves associated with the hum, the sort of waves that you actually feel during an earthquake, were so faint that they were nearly undetectable. And yet, a November 12th report from French government found that um, this island had slid 2.4 inches to the east and 1.2 inches to the south so this earthquake happened no one heard it no one felt it but we picked it up eleven thousand miles away and a fucking island shifted it's not where it was before i wonder how so holy shit i wonder how then what was the difference though because you said it was just by a few inches right yeah. So yeah, the entire positioning of the uh the island and the ocean shifted over. And even though it's just a couple inches, normally it's something that you don't see. It takes thousands of years for an island to move like that. But overnight it moved two point four inches because of whatever the hell this thing was that rumbled under the water. Holy shit. Well then I'm wondering, do you think that that would envelop in time? Do you feel like this slowly but surely we're gonna inch out? Is something popping up? Is something sinking down? And so and that's the or it just major concern from what we were able to catch. That that's the major concern. We don't know what the hell this was because we've never seen anything like this. So it could be a super volcano under the ground, they did something. Uh the cr- uh, the crust of the earth could have shifted. Um, fucking Cloverfield could have finally woke up and started moving in the water. Like we have no idea. So it's hard to even speculate what could have possibly did this um, because we have nothing on record of anything remotely close to this ever happening before. I'm wondering, and again, and the deathlands have been here because we talked about before them trying to fucking bring men willy mammoths to give whatever water pressure and other rise. And then we talk about Elon Musk wanting to create these tunnels. And I'm not too sure what happens when you start chipping away at foundation. But when you're clearing out these fucking strips, no matter how safe we can make it with fucking barriers, we're also relieving whatever is down there from that structure and that base that what kind of fucking, uh, I don't know, what kind of trigger or butterfly effect can we have on the structure of what we're sitting on? You know, it could, t- it could take, you know, what is it, the, the camel's hair or the, you know, the, the strand in the, off the camel's back? It could take that very little motherfucking thing uh, to cause a, a bigger domino effect. I don't know. That, that's, yeah. what, that's what makes me think about. I think you got to think about offshore drilling. How often are we fracking into the ocean, drilling in? Like, we don't know what danger we're causing to everything. 
and there's some kind of a field and I'm, I'm i put it in the show notes somewhere but there's like they're talking about this zombie bacteria that's in the soil and i guess they're i mean they're technically like billions i don't know how many feet the shit goes into um but off the the bare the bare essential um dirt earth i don't know what, what to call it but in, in the very fat formal part where we plant shit into those bacteria that they call zombie like because of how uh it's dead and they can pretty much produce more death so i don't know how you death can be produced into more since you figured it'd be the end of something but that's a fucking ironic twist that they fucking named it that and i'm just thinking like with all that dead soil dead of dead <laughs> it's almost sounds like we have fucking a plague in the ground and can you imagine that shit spreading like a fucking tumor and that's one of the things that's scary about all of it. So you have like the Amazon rainforest, which as we, you know, talk about past 10 years, they've been cutting down the Amazon rainforest. Uh, you don't know how many diseases are in the Amazon that as we clear those trees out, that shit's getting out into the air. We're fracking into the ground. We don't know what diseases are underground that we're going to start releasing up into the atmosphere. You have global warming and you have the icebergs uh, melting and so on and so forth. You don't know what iceberg has some disease that we ain't seen in a million years trapped in the ice. And then as the shit evaporates, that goes in air. Like we don't know what damage we are doing to the earth with with all this shit that we're doing. And that's the reason why I'm going back to Elon. Elon's like, yo, we got to get some people on the Mars because we're fucking, this planet is falling <laughs> apart. And um, I got to bring it, it went, One of the things too that, um, that I always ship out about them saying, you know, we have a good so many hundred years, like, you know, left on the thing before know. an asteroid takes us. Yeah, we don't oh, know. No. <laughs> and that shit can come any day. So if that's us predicting that shit, well, what about the very fucking thing that we're standing on? How how long how much longer does that motherfucker have? And the greatest and, example about those asteroids things that they're talking about is remember that was like a year or two ago that one asteroid um I can't remember if it was Russia or where it hit, but that asteroid came out of nowhere and and the reason why we didn't see it until the last minute was because it was coming from the direct direction of the sun. So we couldn't see it because you looking at the sun, you could only see the light of the sun. So it came at us from a blind spot because it came from the tra the trajectory of the sun. So oh, we didn't see that shit till it got in our atmosphere and got rid Oh shit, we about to get hit. Like so we don't know. We don't know. Ain't that something too? And you figure with us revolving around the sun, I mean, assuming that uh, we know that a star is just a bunch of, you know, uh, atoms and gas and shit's combusted, this fucking sun, like, is that shit alive? Is it just a fiery pit of whatever? Like, what was really going on? I, I mean, I don't know too much about the sun. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly asking. So who's to know? If it were to, not to say they'd be so mad at us and fucking skyrocket some shit, but if, if things just magically fall, like, I don't know. We, we've seen dumb. things happen before where it melts some fucking ice and gives us some goddamn water, didn't it? Yeah, there's no or something around. I know with the whole volcano thing <clears throat> and all that, uh, whatever happened off of Madagascar, um, it actually brings up the fucking tsunami that just happened. I think it was last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was a volcano, uh, Karakatua, whatever that erupted and um it caused the indonesian tsunami that ended up killing hundreds of fucking people um yeah at least 222 people have been killed and 843 injured after a tsunami hit coastal towns of indonesia 
um, there was no warning of the giant waves which struck at night, destroying hundreds of buildings, sweeping away cars and uprooting trees. Um, it's thought undersea landslides from a Nakarakatu volcano caused them. Um, so what we know so far is that the disaster management management agency has warned people to stay away from the coastline due to fears of another tsunami and um, it hit several popular tourist destinations including this beach resort and the thing that was crazy and actually is this the video no i think i got the video somewhere else uh the thing that is crazy is that there was an indonesian um pop band that was performing <laughs> and a video went online of while they were performing someone you know is filming it with their camera uh the tsunami hit hit them on the stage as this was fucking going on. Um, oh shit! Yeah, we got some it, be real for that. What's up? I said we got some be real. Some uh, what do they call it? Some beaming, some beaming, fo- some beamed footage. Oh, some some good old bean footage. I think we do because uh, yeah, because it was a uh, pop band seventeen uh, that were hit by the tsunami during the show. I'm trying to where's the video at? Because I know the video was all over Twitter. Uh, here we go. It should be loading up. Um, so yeah, so they were performing and in the middle of their performance, this uh, tsunami came. And if this biatch would play, if CNN would stop trying to read all my computer information and try to give me an ad. I know, just give me what I'm asking me, for, motherfucker. <laughs> give like, me what just, I'm asking. Just, just give me the video. That's all I want. Just give you me the video. Get the, information. the ad's going <laughs> to pop up. Give me a couple seconds for the whole fucking reason they came in. I can't read that fast. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, so this tsunami hit or whatever. And, yeah, this is uh, I want to say it happened overnight. And so uh, people have just been freaking out on this. Um, Oh, here we go. Yeah. So look, so they're performing. If this bitch will stop buffering. Yeah. So they're performing and all of a sudden, bam, wave comes in, knocks them the fuck off of the stage. That is horrifying. And the sad part about it is, so the lead singer um, survived, um, but so far, like, their road manager and the drummer is dead. This guy's wife is missing. There's, like, four other people who are missing. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's all I I can say about it. Yeah. Fucking tsunami in Indonesia. Indonesia and see and this happens a lot like not not to say that they're to expect it or they gotta they should be used to it but like I mean it happens a lot and I remember not too long ago did one pop off in Japan I think so like it's so funny like all these Godzilla things like really do happen (laughs) for whatever reason out there and it's like we have the, I don't know, the tornadoes, right? Um, other parts, you know, have the earthquakes. Some have the motherfucking tsunamis. Others have random fucking asteroid shits that just fucking fall down. Like, I, I don't know if any of those are related at all. <laughs> but if I can stretch any fucking theory, I mean, just, you know, back to what the Alabama cops were saying. We're praising Satan too much. Shit, shit's, uh, shit's gonna ride. Satan. Now, and this is apparently where that volcano is, and the volcano erupted, and this is a possible cause of the tsunami after <clears throat> after it, you know, exploded. The rock and sediment uh, slide from the volcano went into the water that then shot the waves, and then this wave, you know, energy doesn't dissipate. It just moves. So that wave went through until it finally hit fucking uh, Indonesia. 
But um, yeah, shouts out to those people. Hopefully they uh, make it out okay. Um, I mean, we've lost a lot already. Um, so it's already like a huge fucking tragedy, but holy shit. Normally, most of the um, the online advocates are there with the hashtags, pray for something, but this thing hasn't gotten anything. What the hell? Because they're brown. <laughs> they're brown. Got to have the white people. That's the only time we get the hashtags, man, white people. This, ha- this, this, is, this tragedy has happened too close to Christmas. Nobody got time for this. We got some still some last-minute shopping to do. We don't give no fucks. You know I mean? you're, Yo. you're attacking. You're attacking christmas and christianity by letting all these brown people die trying to take our wave can we focus on christ can we just focus on christ his day is coming okay now for the brown people christ yo did, did any of y'all get into wanting to distract yourselves with the uh, no nonsense lights and colors no what that's better with the kids are you forced to do those sort of things well no i mean we got the tree up uh, and a couple times, every so often, we'll do the drive and look at lights. We didn't do that this year, though. We just fucking me and Skip's been exhausted with work, so haven't really did too much else. Thirty dollars, good. Yeah, so don't want to hear. But no, taking it to space to continue with the the end is nigh. Taking it to space. Did you see this fucking artist rendition? Remember back, what was it, four or five years ago, we were like, oh, there's no water on Mars. Oh, wait, there might be water on Mars. Uh, we found a big ice crater on Mars. There's There appears to be a ton, a ton of water on Mars, and we found ice crater as uh, one of the examples. Is that a real photo? So it's an artist's rendition. They found it uh. um, through the – they do the infrared stuff and so on and so forth, and so they found it, and so this is the – artist rendition of what they found because they don't have like hd cameras that could record all of this they do you know the satellite radar stuff and all that but um apparently um this is a composite image showing a 50 mile wide crater on mars that's filled with water ice all year long um they um yeah they shared in so what's up i don't think it looks frothy (laughs) <laughs> so apparently it's the same volume of canada's great bear lake uh it could be important for the survival of future conolists uh, and may even enable them to return back home as water could be split into hydrogen and oxygen for rocket fuel so uh yeah nassau's tripping out because they were like oh shit we just found a big ice crater so there is water even if it's frozen and this is the actual picture so this is how they found it was this was the actual picture and then they uh you know you got the heat signatures and all that so then they were able to find the uh the ice and so that's how they then turned it into this picture um but yeah it was taken from mars uh express high resolution stereo camera it was actually formed from five different strips with each strip gathered over a different orbit as the mars express uh pro flew overhead uh the 2003 launch mission uh this month marks the 15 year anniversary of the probe's orbit insertion at the red planet uh the icy crater is named after chief rocket engineer and space uh designer sergey korolo uh known as the father of soviet space technology and the head of iconic space or exploration missions including sputnik bostic voshkod programs um so yeah so they found the water up there and uh yeah so yeah, as i'm wondering can, can it be problematic though for us to have all these bots and shit that are going out there containing all these germs and whatnot uh yes could that be possible that we might be you know dipping our, our feet into the you know um, untainted tank that is part of the concern is that as we send stuff out there 
we don't know what of our germs we're putting on there and now we're introducing our germs to their ecosystem so if there if there is something alive even if it's something like a um some type of bacteria or some type of insects if you will on um mars um might fucking kill them off with uh, the bacteria that we're introducing when we send all these uh, probes and stuff over there. Because that was the whole thing. I know the uh, space, our space, uh, International Space Station or wherever, there was a report recently that there's a whole bunch of uh, bacteria on the outside of it. And it appears to be space bacteria that's picking up. And so it's one of those things where, okay, you don't want to bring that back down to Earth because we don't know what germs those are that our bodies aren't built for and that we don't have the medicine to combat. So, okay. yeah, that's that's kind of one of those uh, unfortunate, scary things that we're going to run into. And that's the whole thing. Like, they're talking about this water. Even if we go up to Mars, like, I wouldn't suggest that we drink the water because we don't know what's in there. <laughs> like, just like when you when you go to Mexico, don't drink the water in Mexico. Yeah, don't drink the mar- the water on Mars. Might not Funny, be a good well, idea. Well, they're talking about using it as, as fuel, which, fucking A, if we're not finally at the point where we can use basic-ass water for fuel, which would mean, why the hell are you guys... I don't know, I mean, the gas prices aren't too bad, but still, like, I would love to see a day where we're at fucking 15 cents a gallon, like, as if we'd fucking be making the lines that we make if it was that much. I don't know. But yep. for fuel, they should be all right. Them it's trying bad. to, you know, I don't know. I'm wondering, too, when's the, so is it 2020 when we expect to, to land feet on there, or are we still hesitant about that? What's the point of us being so hesitant about just sending someone up there already? Well, I think it's between 2020 and 2022, and I think the issue is just getting all of the schematics together, the right type of ship to be able to make it up there, making sure that they – because, you know, we're also, like, orbiting through space and all that, so that you also got to figure out the trajectory of how we're going to hit it, so on and so forth. And then also you need people who are willing to go out there because, as the story goes, is that the first group of people that go go out there, they're going to die out there because there's no way to bring them back. So these the initial people that go out there, <clears throat> it's a suicide mission. You guys are going to work on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but there's going to be no way for us to get you guys back. So you, you got to find the right people to sign up for that, to be able to make that, that, that trip. That is a one way trip, which is great for science, but yeah, it's also going to be your demise. So it's just, it's a lot of moving objects for them to figure out how they're going to do that. Yeah. I know. Speaking of moving objects, uh, we reported on this last late last year, I believe. Uh, there was the Oumuamua, who was our first <clears throat> interstellar object that uh, came from not from our solar system. It flew into our solar system. It circled around the sun and then left our solar system. Now, there was a lot of questions about it because we've never seen anything like this. And then uh, some other little anomalies that a lot of people were unaware of is that it so it went past our sun. And then as it went to as it exit our solar system, um, it accelerated. A lot of people were unaware that it changed speed. It was going in one direction, one speed, then start going in another direction and increased its speed. And as far as I know, rocks don't have accelerations. Um, another thing that a lot crack, of people crack. were <laughs> accelerate real quick. 
Another thing that a lot of people were unaware of is the uh, composition of it was mostly metal. And uh, we had that one picture that was floating around of it being looking like a rock. That was a composite image. Um, it was actually red. What? So, yeah, it was red. So that is part of the reason why I think it was about a month or two ago, Harvard, uh, those Harvard people came out and was like, hey, we got to be honest, that might have been an alien probe because you had something that flew from out of our solar system, flew into our solar system, accelerated speeds at one point, was made of metal, and it was red. Like, we got to be honest that that might have been that might have been an alien, y'all. Now, <clears throat> the thing that's crazy is that was a once in a lifetime thing, uh, you know, we were unaware of. Now, as we've been searching for that planet nine, how they're like, OK, we have all the evidence that there is another planet out there in our solar system. We can't pinpoint it, but its gravitational pull is, you know, apparent on Neptune and Pluto and Uranus, all these planets back there in the back. And they, you know, so on and so forth. As they've been looking for this object, um, they just so happen to stumble across some more of the Oumuamua's. Um, apparently, they found at least four more of these stuck in our solar system, and there may be as many as 400 of them. How the hell do we come to that conclusion where we, we see four, and there might be 400? How, what kind of math is someone fucking doing where they're missing a zero like that? <laughs> do, do I carry the zero, or what do, do I drop it? What do I do? Uh, <clears throat> so... As the story goes, shouts out to Digital Trends. Uh, that's uh, more and more space object made headlines last year when it was revealed to originate from outside of our solar system, making it a special rarity as other comets and asteroids studied before all originated from within the solar system. However, the exact nature of Oumuamua, whether it's actual comet, has been called into question recently, with uh, scientists arguing that if it was a comet, it would have broken apart when it passed by the sun. Um, but now the mystery deepens as with this large synoptic survey telescope, uh, they're finding that there could be hundreds of these uh, within our solar system. Uh, researchers from Harvard University um, say that they use computer models of asteroid-like objects to see how they would be captured by the gravity in the Jupiter sun system, and then they use these models to identify four objects in our solar system that are thought to have originated from elsewhere. Um, then after they did that... <coughs> They, uh, yeah, here we go. So they found in total there could be around 350 trapped interstellar objects in our solar system, of which 66 would be detectable by LSST. And these objects will provide a potential valuable target for research in order to understand how our planetary system formed. Now, the thing that's lovely about all this was there's uh, a conspiracy alien video place that I follow called Secure Team. And, um, they have been talking for a long while how they're finding all these cigar-shaped things by Jupiter and Saturn. And uh, these things are mostly made of metal, which kind of sounds like a spaceship. And asteroids are normally kind of round. They're not cigar-shaped. So we're starting to find a bunch of these. And so for all we know, there could be a fleet of aliens within our solar system that have been camping out around Jupiter and Saturn. And uh, one of them may have just flew past us late last year. We don't know what's going on, Popo, but I, one I'm thing is certain, the end is nigh. <laughs> For sure. And people have been talking about the end of days happening since the beginning of the days. But, like, truly, 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 again, we are evidence is now more uh, captured and regurgitatable. And we don't have to reference something as looking like a fucking bird or having the face of a lizard or all this whatever crazy other shit that, you know, we try to interpret from the Bible. Um but it does trip me out that again, not not just that it's penis shaped, but you know what I'm saying that it's fucking propelled like how we would assume it would be. 
And I'm just wondering if they, if they're at the technology that they're able to cruise around through space like this, I'm wondering if their like interception devices had to way more fucking, uh, you know, uh, advanced than ours. So just how we can throw like some kind of through some kind of sonar device, see what's behind a fucking wall, hear what they're talking about behind that goddamn wall. You would think that some spaceship, so many million, I don't know how many light years away, can do a little quick little scan, see all the fuck shit that's that's popping off from the signals that we're sending that we've been doing blindly since the fucking radio days, yep. and for them to see this shit. I, I wonder. I just wonder. Since they have to be, you know, at least so much close to it that these 400 things are tourists from other fucking universes, galaxies or whatever coming by and be like, look at this motherfucker. I like like watching the fucking Arizona Soul podcast. They're hilarious. Look how much they think they know. They will. They will. And, you know, that it's a strong possibility that could be it. Um, Shit, with Trump in office and how fucking stupid he is, uh, they might have parked next to uh, Saturn and Jupiter to get a a stronger uh, TV connection to sit up and watch us. And like, look, this is the motherfucker who's the leader of the free world. There's no wonder these people are doomed. You see see who they got running this shit? You know, my guy Xandar, he can read minds. You know, that's the reason why he runs our planet. This guy doesn't even fucking know basic English. What is going on right now? <laughs> I'm just wondering if, if we, because what's going to happen first? Are we going to meet our own demise by us becoming full, full on bigoted haters of our own species? Are we going to destroy ourselves with all the chemicals and shit that we've added into our, into our world? Is a fucking asteroid going to come and get us? Is an alien going to come and try to... Would they want to come and try to fuck with us before that happens? Is there any saviors out there in the intergalactical uh, endless amount of space that would dare want to like come in here, probe the right person, try to make your way? Would we figure it out and kill you on site? Like, what could be done? I don't know. I'm just throwing out there into space. Just wondering if one of y'all could save us. Even if it means adding a couple of zeros at the end of certain numbers in our bank accounts so we could, you know, try to continue to do this. I don't know. I just, I just want the aliens to know that I am not the enemy. Um, mm. And if y'all can come save me from Trump, um, I'd be most happy. Like, like, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> boys. Oh my God. But yeah, so shouts out to that. Uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, and again, yeah, it was Harvard scientists said that, uh, the probe may be, uh, sent by alien civilization. At the end of the day, we have no idea what the hell is going on. And so the only thing that we could do as a, as, 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 mm-hmm. as a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, make a sacrifice. Yeah, we could definitely do that. We could definitely do that. Uh, I want to have some peace of God's. Yeah, for sure. Or else, and, and mine, if you could point this every time, it's on my, just refresh my notes. But uh, it, I think it's definitely time. And I love your solo rendition of the, of this next segment, which if you're ready, I'm ready. I think, I think I'm it's about ready. the time for getting that deep breath in. <laughs> Dedication. Go, so long, so long. Mm. Yes, Don't indeed. use no rubber, please. <laughs> yes indeedy uh it's about that time where uh, me and papo make a dedication um you know to the gods to the to the aliens uh to let them know we don't want no smoke we offer this sacrifice in the name of you guys uh to you know make things better you know goes back to ancient biblical times you know uh abraham was ready to sacrifice his son to the gods 
the uh, Aztecs, you know, uh, sacrificed uh, half their population to the gods. Um, so it's the least that we can do. Yeah, one of my really quick, one of my quick biblical things, and I forget the exact book because I know it was in Psalms. Um, I was wondering to myself, like, man, at what point did it get to how we praise and worship, you know, back in the day and how we kind of do in the church now? And I remember in stories of, you know, giving incense that are pleasing to the God, beautiful aromas and beautiful music. And one of the things they said, take my prayer, take my voice as, you know, as as uh, sweet scenting incense and take my hands as I as I hold them up as um you know as a sacrifice that that dedication so like you know what i'm saying i don't know i'm putting it up there we're putting it up there this is the putting best out there so uh, oh my god uh, so you gonna oh, take the range i got a uh, popos though i got yours up you can go first oh okay well then uh to no chagrin uh this right here is uh, ace boogie if y'all want to follow on the ig ace underscore a or or ace a boogie for pardon me ace underscore a b as in bravo o o g i e and her i can't can you guess the race it's a white girl right no uh, i oh, mean no. that's a, it might be a sister see and that's the thing it's so beautifully blended i can't tell if there's a white girl wanting to fake like she like she black because she threw some kind of african bambada references out i'm not too sure if she just had the kinks in the hair i'm not sure she's a beautiful mix and blend but i mean there's there's no lacking from uh from what i can see and the reason or brought it to my attention i've been wanting to, to throw shots out for the longest she was on a music video from an anime anime a nine me a nine. Oh yeah the anime guy yeah i know you're talking yeah. about he has a song called reel it in where they're in a car wash and there's a bevy of baddies in this but i feel like this this bro she really stole the show and i know she strips at a, a couple places in la yeah i was gonna um, say she's definitely a stripper <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> but shouts out to that motherfucker having the budget to go to the strip club get you know 10 15 of you know saying some of the strangest and you know kind of throw them up there so i just felt like she was an anomaly of things because that's that's a ginger but that ain't your typical ginger I know when I the first picture I thought it was a white girl, but then a couple of these other pictures, and I think she's mixed. She's probably mixed. Well, I'm a I'm gonna look her up real quick, see if I can find her somewhere else. Yeah, and and I couldn't do that. And I, one thing that, that trips me out is that this this she's in the industry that make a whole lot of money. You you can't front on and and I I've never really understood other than wanting the ability to make it rain. Like as a grown adult, I can't see any sense in that unless that's going to be considered like a tax write off of some sort. Do you count that as a donation? If so, when the fuck do you get your receipt? They should like I know in some churches, which I know might sound foul, they do pass out at the end of the year a receipt that you can use towards your taxes to indicate, look, I've donated this much. Whether or not that shit was your tithe, God be with you. And I'm 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 curious as to like they should have a system like that or would they get start getting taxed on it is that why that, that doesn't happen i feel like no, that's I, that's a i know there's that whole situation of the people online kind of snitching on all the uh ig snap uh models where they were <laughs> reporting that they had premium snapchats yeah and they were reporting them to the irs to hey they making money on the side you really that's them yeah it was, Ooh, it was a horrific move but yeah that's that's yeah, a hater that's aiden because i i did hear i i would oh, see bad. like um one person that i, I don't want to shout out yet but i was going to get it on, on the soap opera sessions when i'm communicating with her she definitely has like 
take down the those kind of things so we get to like do a swipe up kind of thing and i don't know how the fuck they can figure that where if you swipe up they send you some kind of link or something but they have gotten smarter to where you know how they kind of you know throw that out there but yeah people have to be really hating if they're going to report that because every time i see report this button i'm like why would you how why would i how dare i how could i snitch I ain't no snip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how, why would you be so mad about this free content I'm giving you? I appreciate you. I may not donate or go to your Patreon, but I appreciate you. The least you can do is not fucking report me. Come on, then you have to be really hating. And, and, and you know, who wouldn't on that? And that was like, I I used to also look, being an adult, looking back at T-Pain, like, how the fuck could you fall in love with the stripper? Oh, I, I guess, I guess you could. I guess. Yeah, and then you see one possible. like this, and it makes perfect sense. And but then I don't know I don't I don't know how I could live with myself having to worry about looking over my shoulder. Yo, she really steals the show in this video, bro. Like honestly, feel like I'm so mad that she, that you know what I'm saying someone hasn't. I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe someone has gotten that heartstrung enough to the point where like we're gonna go capture this one in the wild and uh, you know keep her in shackles and chains and not let her step foot anywhere past the kitchen. I'm pretty sure she'll uh, turn into one of the. Uh... You know, because uh, rappers all share the same buddies, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty sure she'll be one of the 15 that uh, the industry uh, moves into the cycle, if you will. The new Superhead? I know a chick named Superhead. Just she moved in, even gave the Superhead. Ooh. <laughs> Forget Yo, so shouts that. out. Shouts out to A Boogie. Uh, make sure you follow us on Ace Instagram um, at uh, Arizona Soul Podcast because we definitely will have pictures of her up there on our uh, Arizona hashtag Arizona Soul dedications. We'll definitely uh, put her mm. up there, and I'm sure you follow her, show some love. Um, yeah, shouts out to her. Now, uh, my dedication, uh, I have one dedication this week too, and uh, my dedication goes over to the lovely and newly engaged Sin <laughs> Santana. Yes, Miss Joe Button, Sin Santana. I realize I'm, I haven't dedicated the episode to her, and so shouts out to her. Uh, she recently, uh, <laughs> from Love and Hip Hop fame, um, they uh, Joe Button podcast recently had a live show, and Joe threw on the tuts and proposed to her uh, on camera. Oh, actually, here's a picture right here. Proposed to what? her at the Joe Button uh, podcast. So uh, Joey and uh, Sin Santana are getting married. Uh, here's her post on Instagram saying on a fucking high, the universe is funny, man, from soulmates first before we even knew to friends, to lovers, to parents, and now partners for life. We get to navigate this journey together. Thank you for loving me the way that you do. I love you and our kid. Our wedding is about to be on a thousand. Thank you, God. So, uh, <laughs> so every time he's, he mentions sin, he's talking about her. Yeah. 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 And they've been together. It's been a few years now. And then a kid just turned one, uh, so that's funny. Uh, so long I waited. <laughs> till my kid turn one. <laughs> that's how you do it. You gotta wait till you know I, I waited till my second turn too. It was like, okay, all right, I guess we should go ahead and get married. <laughs> we should go ahead and do this. Uh but yeah, oh yeah, and here's a family picture, Joe uh Sin and uh Let Letsington button. But uh yeah, shouts out to Sin. Sin is uh mad motherfucking dope. Uh I fucks with her. She and it and it you could actually say, um, you know, me being a Joe Budden fan, Joe uh has had one of the greatest rebrands over the past like twelve months 
And um, he will also say, too, that uh, it was Sin that helped him rebrand uh, because Sin seems to be putting him in a much better place. Joe's uh, previous relationships, um, he has his history with drug problems, and a lot of them chicks helped or kept the drug problem going. And Sin seems to be kind of a savior in his life. So uh, shouts out to her. And uh, like I said, she mad dope, and she Puerto Rican, or she's something. She's some type of black Latina, so yeah, don't cross her because she'll cut you the fuck up. Yo, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned in the last uh, in the the last episode, last week's episode, you went in about that couple from is it New Jersey or YouTube fame? Yeah, and I, it's funny that and my girl she she sees those videos pop up, and so of course she'll she'll, she'll show me how she catches this motherfucker and how all the shit that that goes into it. And obviously, uh, Latinas uh, in general are strong. Ones in the motherfucking East Coast for some reason are on a thousand, and. And I don't know, I'm just wondering, like, is she that kind of strong personality? Like, I never watched the show, so, like... No, no, she's pretty level-headed. Like, she's one, like, she ain't gonna let you, like, talk crazy to her, but she's, like, super level-headed. And um, I actually, uh, I've been watching Love and Hip Hop uh, with Skips this season because Joe Budden and them came back, and I do rock with Mano and uh, a couple other people, so I was like, you know, I was I watch Love and Hip Hop uh, New York this season. And um, she's fairly level-headed. Like, so she not too much into the drama if you will so that's part of the other reason why i rock with her she seems to have her head on straight as what opposed to a lot of them other chicks is just they just looking for an argument let me ask you this then being that you're such a joe budden stand and whatnot now with him talking all this talk about not being commercial not being on the labels dick and yet we see him on love and hip-hop making returns is that him being hypocrite is that him just knowing that this is the nature of the beast i'm gonna talk my shit but i'm gonna make my money where i can where do you see that because that seems contradictory my dear i think it's more so because he's not well he's on the show but he's only on like a couple episodes it's more so that sin is on the show and sin is actually getting ready to start her music career she's like halfway through with her she has an r&b album that she's working on and she's like halfway Mm. through with it and so that's kind of the thing is that she's getting into music. And so she's doing the love and hip hop again. So then she can, you know, get her name back out there to, you know, work on this rebrand, if you will. And uh, it's more so that Joe is just kind of riding along with it to help her with her music career. So because, uh, yeah, Joe is Mr. Anti-Label. And he had previously said that he'd never go on love and hip hop again because uh, he had a bad experience with Tahiri and so on and so forth. But this is more so that sin rejoined the show and then there was a talk behind the scenes okay well you know i'll support you in the way that i can or whatever and so he's more of a side character but she's more so the person that's on the show okay yeah and, and again, even with and that, she's not that. even one of the main people like i didn't realize how many people are on love and hip-hop it's a gang of people on there and so i would say the buttons are one of the smaller factions on it so uh but yeah and i guess it's just kind of it's unavoidable the industry, you know what I'm saying? Everything is kind of interconnected in one place. And it also, I guess, shows more about relationships and how it is on that compromises bullshit because, you know, you got to give a little, take a little. You did. So, uh, shouts out to them. Shouts out. But, uh, yeah, once again, the end is nigh. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for uh listening in tuning in uh once again make sure you subscribe to the show on youtube soundcloud and stitcher radio uh follow us on twitter at arizona soul pod that's arizona soul p-o-d 
follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Arizona Soul Podcast. Again, the Facebook page has like over 4,000 uh, followers. So join us over there. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there on that page. Uh, follow us on Instagram where we share a lot of the dedications. Uh, the dedications are always popping. Show them love and support. You can always find them through there at the uh, hashtag Arizona Soul Dedications. Again, you can find all the links, all this shit, clips, episodes, all that right on our website, ArizonaSoulPodcast.com, our one-stop shop for everything that is Arizona Soul Pod. And uh, make sure you leave us a voicemail, 480-588-4688. That's right. That's 480-588-4688. And let us know what is on your mind. Yeah. Um, last do but it. not least. Oh, what's up? I said do it. Do it. Call do it. Yeah, Call me now. Stop. Shouts out to a uh, dude uh, that left us that last voicemail uh, that gave us damn near his social security number, P.O. Bots, and his mother's maiden name. Uh, you, you ain't got to do all that. You ain't got to do all that. But uh, <laughs> last but not least, if you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you don't like yourself. And uh, what type of person <clears throat> might that be, Papo? Listen, I'm not trying to say that you live in Texas. Because coincidentally, there was a 25-year-old Texas woman who, she was the, the girl in the closet a few years back. She she got caught up abusing some other little girl in a closet in a fucked up ironic twist. Um, with every, and that, you know, with every action, the reaction, I'm definitely ranting right now. Because uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the little miracle girl from Texas who had some crazy fucking tumor. And then somehow, by beyond scientist belief, was taken off. The, there's always that mixed jumble of, I feel like, who we are where we can be really great and then we can be really shitty. And I feel like if you don't like this podcast, you just on that sh- shitty side, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's un, it's unavoidable. Like for example, right now is the biggest turnaround rate for heart attacks. Cause you know what I'm saying? Christmas and whatnot. And they say that people in their twenties and their fifties and their eighties are at their loneliness. So I'm not trying to say you within that age range, but you something like a psych of shit. And that's probably that's the only reason I could imagine you not being into this podcast. Exactly. And you probably racist. Probably had to. Probably had to. Yeah, I, I agree. So on that note, until next time. <gasps> Yo. Whoa. I got to take a dump.
Produced incredible, original, strong individual. Send a million decibels of sound through your physical. Alligator ritual turns out with the visual. Official with the lyrical, amazing like a miracle. Damage all your mumbling MCs, rhyming by decimal, increasing or residual. Why you still remain minimal? Maximize, utilize my brain mineral. Do not try to bite, cause my shit's not edible. Rhyme unforgettable like Nat King Cole. You can feel it on your neck like you in a chokehold. Unfold the mystery, unload the BEP. Banging on your speakers while you hate it, wait impatiently. What would be the next step, next move on set? Betting that it's over, but we haven't even started yet. More shit, raw shit, complex, intricate. Resurrect the bring it back like this. One Joe J go for the gusto on a boat full of dough going up flow. Ali wanna float, it's a KO face to the flow. Go hit him with the payload. Moab got him running like a same boat. Started low down, now I'm in the download. Fast for your slow mo's like a Lambo. Running through these levels like I'm playing with the cheat code. Left, right, left, right, BP mode. Sapo back on my, on my dope pop low. White SO, my shining like I'm Destro. Back to life with the death manifesto. Fat boy had a taking noise to midnight. Then a yak poison that got us a fist fight. Hat low in the regal, crack soul in that diesel. Pack corners, cat pointed at people. Know how beef do. Can't afford a funeral, never. Mortician had your man face looking like leather. Have you walking out the wake, shook and shivering. Looking so different from when he was just living, man. Another 40 side killing, man. North side in the 16 villain, and I'm on the corporate side. Still pull off a New York walk by. Keep trying to talk fly. I talk fly, verbalize a pilot. Yeah. Poetic fertilizer, that's lyrical shoot. Hip hop die, but we resurrect it. Yeah. Bring it back, that mystic linguistic. Bring it back. It's a resurrection. Bring it back. It's a resurrection. Bring it back. It's a resurrection. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. It's a resurrection. Bring it back. Wanna take what I made from nothing. Then struggle to erase any proof that I came from suffering. Now they hate I survived every trick by hustling. I stay on my G. We don't cease fire, you all die. Get your whole family hog tie. Your small fries. And you never should have started beef. You know I can't fall back like Ferrari seats. I'm in the max small black, black hoodie and gloves. Strapped with the fully, Dutch for the bud. I'm on that hypnotic and goose. And I ain't gotta shoot. I had your ass hang high from a noose. Yeah. You know that?
Pleasure and dancer and prancer and vixen Come in a cupid and donner and blissin But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw him You would even say it close Come on! Come on! All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Come on! If you didn't like this podcast, it's probably cause you're racist. Yeah. Fuck your feelings though. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? You hear me?